Hello and welcome to the Soundcast on Sunday, the twenty-first of May, twenty seventeen. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Suddenly became summer. And Robert Kemp. I'm sat down yet. Robert's tangled up in gables. I'm coming. You've got to extend your intros, egg. <laughs> it is true, though. Today was summer, which was really late. God damn it! Like usually, I think summer should start when the Masters golf tournament is on. That was ages ago. Except that's really early, technically. Like May. Yeah. Usually, there's some April. weird sunny weather around that point, though. Yeah, we haven't had the unusual though, where there's like one week in like March yeah. or something. Where it's just yeah. Like, Why is it so hot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But freaking heck, this is the point where... It It just wasn't super hot. It it happened once. Yeah, I think it did happen once. But not as much as it usually is. No. But, I mean, this is when kids are taking exams and stuff. It should be boiling just to be annoying. It's not June yet. (laughs) They have it at the end of May, don't they? Sort sort of. Is it June? Yeah, I think it's June. Okay. Fine. Juice is eating. Unless they've changed everything since we were at school. Well, yeah, and I think they, they have. They, yeah, I think they have several times changed everything. Well, changed whenever. Everything. You can guarantee whenever the exams are, that's when there'll be super nice weather just to annoy them, <laughs> which we can yeah. enjoy. Maybe you have to go sit in the the nice ones for when you got to sit do your exams in the nice air conditioned sports hall. Yeah. It's like, oh. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> made this exam carry on. I can, I can sleep <laughs> in it. I can't say I've ever had that instinct. Sometimes, some of the longer exams where you were like definitely done early and you were like, well, what do I do I now? I can't really add to this. <laughs> yeah. Especially if it was like, um, I don't know, like physics or, or something where you only have a certain amount of space to fill in for each answer or whatever and you've just, you've just done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've answered every question. So then you're like... Or like a maths exam where it's just like, okay, I've, I've actually answered all these questions. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're right. I could do them all again. I usually got yeah. stuck on at least one question and, and left it till the end yeah. to like try and fix in maths, but later on. But anyway, I'm trying yeah. to remember what the really long exams were. They were usually English, right? Yeah. The, the, like, well, you have yeah. to just write Essays. stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're not going to spend an hour and a half just writing like one page because it's an exam and it's really annoying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because English, you... I, I find like the English exam quite a weird one. Like, like the critical analysis stuff of English, like Inglit, that makes yeah. a bit more sense, perhaps, to be examined upon, maybe. But like the creative part of English exams, it's like that. That that kind of that rubs me up the wrong way. Any sort of creative exam, I, I don't think is, I ever is, did that. It's a little nonsense. Like beyond, I don't remember doing that at GCSE. Like a creative. Writing I'm sure, part. you have to write like an, an, an when essay. You just had like a whole like blank pages where it's just, yeah. like, just write for and a it, long like, time. It, it sort of gives you a theme or something to work with, and then it's like here go next. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not sure I that's did... necessarily. Well, I don't know. But I'm not sure that would necessarily be like marked on creativity. It might just be like how good you are at oh. making English on a page. Yeah, in no, a I think format. it's. I think it's a bit like because it's like. A, a, an academic essay to some degree like they, they they it's about staying on theme and in a weird way it's more about debating and so it's almost like history from what right. i remember in that you've got to put together a structured piece if you see what i mean like as if it was i don't know if they ever give you context like hey can you write a decent newspaper article or something or hey can you write um hmm. 
yeah like a think piece or something like I, that, I did or... english lit a level and all i remember is doing even further back is doing okay here's the critical analysis of this poem book or poem or whatever yeah. and you had it with you and you could flick through it or you'd been studying it or whatever and you're like well i think this and i'm quoting it to back that up and the yeah, same see, kind I... of deal in history see i don't remember doing the whole book thing in exams i remember that being coursework like mm. hey we've just studied frankenstein here go write some stuff about frankenstein and how it's a terrible ass book right and uh <laughs> is that what you put in your essay pretty much this yeah. book is terrible ass <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure i put like a single word sentence in there which i think was yikes, and, <laughs> yikes. And, and, very good english and, re- and remember getting a big red mark for that <laughs> yeah Yeesh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also remember doing all of my English homework the night before it being or coursework stuff the night before it needed to be handed in and just crapping out a thousand words well, yeah. on my in, but this was handwriting it as well. Well, yeah, and like in no, my yeah. terrible scrawl, I'm trying to make it basically <laughs> unreadable. I'm trying to basically make it to fit on a single piece of paper, like both sides maybe but you know like those like like weirdly in my head it was like i must consume i must conserve paper yeah you you were doing like the opposite of the sad way like you space it out more to make it look like you wrote more yeah but you were concerned about conserving resources instead of yeah and also the paper i used to write on used to be terrible like so it was really thin and then so yeah you always had terrible paper i, yeah, I do really remember did. that yeah that's cool in general terrible equipment for some reason We have a fell out of the Staples bargain bin, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure. Sorry, Rob. But you didn't have actual <laughs> books given to you. Actual straight up books of paper. Oh, I used to hate that the good stuff, times. like textbooks and having to keep well, like not textbooks. I mean, well, like, even exercise books and it. things like that. Yeah, it's like, I know the school would just sort of give you more, like if you used them up. Yeah. Like I mean, there wasn't really a charge associated with it. But except it was, for the but... rare occasions where you had evil teachers who were like. I'm going to actually make sure that you've used every available space, and if you've missed a page, I'm going to bitch at you about it. It's one of those things that, that at the time, I had I had no real appreciation for, effectively, notebooks having a form of presentation to them. And I still don't, really. You, but, but, but at least I sort of I can sort of look back at some of those textbooks now and go like, oh, how, how on earth did I actually read or remember anything from the, these? Because they're so poorly structured. <laughs> I don't, think you really, I don't really remember ever really using exercise books for the purpose of revision. I think I only used textbooks, which had the stuff that I'd already converted think... into the exercise book. I'm not sure I ever remember using my own notes at that level of uh, school. You know, you know what, yeah. <laughs> I think I might have done that where I basically got a new exercise book and copied it out again because the, the copying it out part out of the textbook, not from the original wow. notes, but from the textbook, like made it go into my brain or something. Sure. So I, I think I did I a lot of that, like summarizing. You had, a, you, had notes. Knowledge, you had the knowledge of that process. I don't think I've ever done that form of revision where I actually it works. Wrote, wrote anything down. I think I it, just sort of like, I've, well, here's the, the biology ones, especially. We got nice little, for A levels, I think, is there were nice little guides based on which parts of the course we were doing. And it's like, here's the book for this part of the exam. Just memorize everything that's in here. And it's like, all right, I'll read it several times. Yeah, I think that was the only time that I did something like that was before they gave you books, uh, like exam notes, and you yeah, had to make yeah. your own exam notes. So I was like, well, this will, this is me summarizing everything that I think I need to know. So that will actually help. <laughs> those were awesome, by the way. Those those little books that we got. Well, now we can get them all the time. Don't you? Yeah. 
We've got it easy these days. Yeah. I mean, once we got to university, it turned into that as well. well because at university, you don't have a fucking chance of remembering everything you need to know. No. <laughs> well, and also, well, I don't think I had that. Well, we had like the lecture notes for like, this is the day when, you know, I guess the internet was starting to become prevalent and like universities were becoming organized yeah. enough that all the, all the lecture notes, most, well, I say all, most of them um, were, were like, on just PowerPoint. blackboard or whatever. Yeah. Uh, mo- yeah, most software. of them were still PowerPoint, I think, during my course. So, like, you could pull most of them because, you know, computer science. Yeah, exactly. Um, there were still a few people that, like, the, uh, um, what do you call it, the discrete maths team would always work on paper and the, uh, the logic guy would always work on paper. Uh, and irritatingly, the operating systems guy would always work on transparencies on an, uh, a, what are they called, the overhead projector things. Yep. And it's like, so those were never available. Um, I think I distinctly remember like, there being a moment, there was at least one lecturer that I had who did transparencies, and I distinctly remember like people queuing up after the lecture to take photos of the transparency. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I need these notes, but I didn't take enough of it down during the lecture, so I'll just take a photograph of it. Well, here's the thing, phone cameras were too crap to really pull that off when oh, I was in them. Like, oh, do you remember? Like, that <laughs> well, was like, the age when I had that crappy clamshell phone that took like 640 by 480. Well, I think we had crappy phones as well, in general. Yeah, well, it's it slightly worse than the best. It's pre-iPhone. Like, well, a long yeah, time. Yeah, several years pre-iPhone. And uh, I think Dad's phone could have pulled it off. He had a fairly good camera at one point. Yeah, I, I think obviously. I tried, but it's just too much. it was too much effort. It wouldn't have come out very well. Like it's not now where no. you could sit in the back of the room, get your iPhone out, and just take a picture of what's on screen and be like, "That'll do." Mm. <laughs> that would work. Mm. But but yeah, no, it was a pla- it they was a could pain. just like, record no, like, every official... single every single lecture and put them online. Like they should just have equipment for that. Really, mm. I think I don't know. It can't be that hard. There wasn't really like the point I was trying to get at is I did like with, with all that and there's, there was no real you couldn't get an official course revision notebook or something. It's not like no. oh, here's the here's the what were the examples like AQA here's the AQA mm. guide to Java. Like AQA, yeah. <laughs> you know, you were kind of forced to take your own notes. I had the marginal advantage that one of the lecturers on what one part of my course actually literally wrote the book that we were using <laughs> yeah but that's, no, always that's nice. Good. i think i had one of those as well yeah he was a like a pretty respected guy in the realms of computer vision i think i think i think that was the guy although it's like it's nice that he literally wrote the book and therefore he knows what exactly what's in the book and how to teach it but also mm. that kind of induces laziness on his teaching oh, as yeah, well because yeah. he can like, just go it's in the book i've done this exactly already. I, I already know. Yeah. I don't have to explain this because I've already explained it, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the book has, has done it in exactly the way I would be set telling you now, so just go away and read it. No no more lectures for the rest of the year. Go go by. Yeah, that was definitely w- what happened with that guy. He let us out of lectures quite often and just said, just do the things that are in the book. Yeah. <laughs> do, the, do the questions that are there. And that'll teach you. If there's one thing... I, I was about to say, if there's one thing I regret about uni was my inability to stay awake during a lot of <laughs> um, during a lot of lectures. Like I don't know, lectures are dull <laughs> after after you're doing them all the time. And uh, uh, but on the flip side, I really don't regret that because <laughs> because they were dull. 
I only had problems in warnings, warning letters. And luckily, I just didn't have very many warning letters. No, I, I don't think I randomly worked out that way. I don't no. think I'd figured out that. Um, I don't think I'd figured out coffee at that point. <laughs> no, I definitely hadn't. That's, that's, many, that's almost a decade before I discovered Yeah. That. If I'd have discovered coffee, I think that would have helped <laughs> in those morning lectures. Well, surely at that point, it would have been like energy drinks, right? That would have been what we theoretically would yeah. have done. Well, yeah, the, the old DCS lab did have like a windowsill that was frequently dedicated to a team pulling an all-nighter and was just like a pyramid of Red Bull. And then it would get cleared away, and then it would be a few days later, and then, then, then someone else would have done it, and it would be like, oh, the pyramid's back. <laughs> that was, I guess that was the other weird thing about, the, about doing a computer science course. It's like, well, you know, hopefully you'd have your own laptop, right? Or your own machines on which to do this yes. work. But it was kind of still in that area where you, not everyone, not did. everyone did. So I, I was fortunate enough to have the mother laptop and eventually beef pooter. Code names for my computers, by the way. Like, did yeah. beef food into the lectures, though. No. The laptop. Just, just you <laughs> bring an entire PC down and set up. But I couldn't really bring mother laptop into lectures either because its battery life was so terrible. Yeah. There was plug sockets, I guess, if you sat in the right place. Yeah. You could sneak a cable in there. Do you think everyone now is on their MacBook Air in there or whatever in their lecture? Yeah. Like right. even the poor students. Well, I, don't know, so, I don't know. Some people still prefer the paper method, right? You know, even in. Uh, well, Mark, I was saying this the you, other you day that, like, this, right, like, because we both work in the field now, that you know, people, yeah. quite a lot of people still, you know, paper notes. Well, I use paper notes and 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 whiteboards, very important uh, for software engineering. How are you supposed to draw a like ar- talk about architecture without a whiteboard? I don't know, hmm. or like post-it notes or whatever. Um, but um, I was saying this the other day that um, it's kind of weird how. Like, the more technical the degree, like engineering or whatever, um, the more you need to use pen and paper. Because if you're doing, like, English or creative writing, you could just survive just typing on your laptop. You could write all your essays online. You could email. You could probably submit your essays electronically. No problem. But if you're trying to do any kind of maths, you need to basically write it on paper because it's impossible to, like, type formulas into a computer. Well, I mean, that's why they tried to teach you, like... LaTeX, what, but it's LaTeX, right? No, and it's math. math something. Oh, oh MathLab, is it? Yeah, MathLab. Yeah. Oh, MathLab. But MathLab is more of a... They teach you that, but it's just like, you're never actually going to be able to use that in a timely fashion in, inside like a lecture or whatever. I mean, <laughs> MathLab is like... really nice looking formulas that you can print out, but <laughs> you need to take your time to do it. That's a different thing though, isn't it? Because MathLab is like a programming language for for doing like I mean, vector all, stuff. I think it... Also, will do the calculations. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah it yeah. does. It's for doing calculations, not for making them look pre- look pretty. But it formulas. just conve- it just conveniently did that too. Oh, yeah. did it? Okay, cool. Yeah, because I, I was like, I, I tried LaTeX, and it's like a bloody nightmare. Oh no, bloody yeah! I, I had a brief look at it, and then thought, nope. Like and then so, oh, I'm just using a word doc. It's like yeah. I don't need to. I, well, given the stuff I was writing, it's like I don't really need to write out ridiculous equations that often. So this isn't. This is going to be fine. I'm pretty sure when I was doing long, like actual, you know, dissertations or whatever, I'm pretty sure I went specifically to the computer lab to use MATLAB to write the formulas out, and then like screenshotted them into JPEG oh, nice. so I could insert them into the Word document. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. 
and then you see any like formulas on wikipedia and they've been generated into pngs i think from uh a, like a subset of latex so someone has written those out in latex format and to to get them with the right look i hate latex yeah it's a nightmare i actually i would probably hate it a lot less now thinking about it now now that you know in the theory markup based documents in fairness actually a lot of the time when i've needed to write documentation and made it make it somewhat pretty that you know uh, may, may be usable i've just done it in html yeah like, yeah just, totally just, just, just do a simple word page you css rules to do the um head and heading numbering for you right and things like that so it's like oh loads of shortcuts just do that yeah totally yeah, I run to, I write a bunch of markdown now, so yeah. <laughs> which is just converts to HTML. But then I don't know how you do heading numbers with that. I bet it does have a way of doing that. Anyway, yeah, probably. Yeah. It's like any. I think the thing with LaTeX wasn't it like regarding that stuff is because it could do the references for you. If you put an image in, it would number it, and then you could refer to it, and it would keep that what, link. Figure number three or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so if you added more later, like, and the numbers changed, like, yeah, but I'm just saying higher. it's like, it's brilliant, I'm sure for technical writing, but mm. when you're doing like home, I don't know, um, papers or whatever for, um, sem- seminars or whatever during the term at university, they don't need to look nice. They just need to be done. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so you just use pen and paper. Whereas if you were doing English, you could, you could go paperless and just, bash everything out right so it's mm. a, it's kind of a bit weird that the more like techno the uh the subject the more you need pen and paper and also it's just like not easy to draw things on computers exactly uh, it's like i was thinking about what you said about whiteboards earlier and then a bit of me is just like well we don't have a whiteboard but then we don't do that sort of discussion because most of the time it's just me it would help <laughs> yeah exactly it's in your head yeah. if you were talking to someone else about the architecture which you did with me the other day Ed, you you could have drawn you could draw that out on a whiteboard and it really helps <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm not sure i could actually <laughs> like the, that's assuming God, how you parts of it <laughs> That's assuming there's architecture. <laughs> it definitely is. I'm not saying it's like Frank Lloyd Wright or something or what's good architecture. Did, I don't know. Oh boy! It, like the, one of the, one of the most ridiculous things to do is to take a large project and try and run it through one of those uh, class diagram generators or a oh, dependency, yeah. dependency graph generator and just seeing how a spaghetti code it is. It's fun. It's, it's when it's you have insane. circular references and it goes like around in circles and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, good times. Yeah. Exams. Exams. Anyway, good luck to all those who may be in an exam or working around an exam because it must suck for teachers, right? Exam time. Or is I it the guess. best? Maybe they get like a power trip. Yeah. Right. I guess you just sit there for like a couple of hours, like probably on Facebook. Well, I guess they and get then... a break, but then they also actually have to mark it afterwards. They're probably, they're <laughs> like, probably marking so less work and then more work. Do you reckon they mark other papers while they're just sat in the exam rooms? I like, guess. If you're a multi exam subject teacher, I suppose. Yeah. And you do get a fucking lot of exams to mark. Mm. Like all the students of the entire school doing the one subject that you're. <laughs> the, one person who knows how to understand. You don't, you don't, you don't have. I was about to say you don't mark your your own school's GCSE papers, though, right? Or no, for, for major exams, they they post them around, don't they? Yeah, and then an, another school or an independent body takes it over. Yes. You have to make sure there's no corruption. Yeah, and then you go to university, and no one gives that's what it. the exam boards are for, right? <laughs> yeah, the 
AKQAs of the world, or they were talking about um, or Cambridge. What's the Cambridge one? Yeah, that Cambridge assessment. Yeah, there is another one as well in Cambridge. But yeah, let's stop talking about this and actually start talking about something relevant and interesting. Yeah, I don't know how. It, how did we get on this? Because it's hot. That's how we talk about the hot. weather. Because it's hot and exams. Yeah. Mm, yeah. The weather. It is mighty sunny today, but it's also mighty windy. It's not mighty windy. It's fairly windy. It's like marginally breezy. Look at that tree go. <laughs> Look at it barely move. <laughs> Difference of opinion. <laughs> That's what podcasts are all about. Really? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if I've got any decent anecdotes this week, but I'm not, not sure I do really. I mean, my, I've been every time I go running at the moment, I get bitten, guaranteed. Yeah. Well, Super itchy legs right now, which you may hear me scratch occasionally. Oh, <laughs> you need to lovely. Invent, in, invent or invest in some kind of leg guarding something. Well, I could just wear like I don't know those ridiculous skin tight running things that some people go for, like that just cover your entire leg. But then, then you get warm. Man. I'm a shorts runner. Except <laughs> in winter when I'm an extremely baggy '90s styled track bottoms wear. <laughs> That actually probably are from the 90s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where did you find them? Did you like I, dig them out? No, I, well, I, I think, I, yeah, I think I've just never not had them <laughs> at this point. You think it's just like the um, the bit where the drawstring goes into the trouser, I suppose. What do you call it? What is the bit around the, the waist? The, wa- the waist. Is it like just the waist of the trouser? Does that have a name? Anyway, like yeah, because the the bit <laughs> bit where the string is actually and it's sort of like just torn asunder. Like so, I have to tie bigger and bigger nut nuts. nuts. <laughs> have to tie bigger nut. Tie tie bigger and bigger knots on the end of the string to stop them from going through these um, chasms of. But you still need the string. You can't just take it out. Yeah, <laughs> can't just take the string out because I'm, I'm not that fat. <laughs> I'm, I'm not fat enough to be stringless on these trousers. So yeah, Keep there you go. Straight. Okay. There's, there's my there's my anecdote for. <laughs> okay. Any kitchen pitching, Zeg? Not really. I did nearly pour boiling water directly onto my hand because someone had actually cleaned the kettle and it made it pour the water out much faster because like the the filter and stuff had been cleaned. Oh, so I so, went to pour it and it was like holy shit. <laughs> so it was bad when it was dirty. But it's also bad when it's clean. Well, it's only bad if there's a At change. First. Yeah, because <laughs> then you don't anticipate that you're you put you tip it up because you've got used to how clogged it is, so you tip it up the same amount, and then the water comes out way faster. Way faster. <laughs> and because I have to use a tea strainer in order to filter out all the low scale, <laughs> then my hand was very close to being where the boiling water went. Suppose we had more train pain. Actually, had tried to get to a gig for Gnome. She wanted to see this famous cellist whose name escapes me because he's not famous enough in my world. <laughs> uh, I only know one famous cellist, and he's the the one guy, I guess. What super ridiculous, fluffy, white haired man? Who's that? The guy we went to see. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. The guy whose name Rob can't remember, so yeah. if he said a name, you would know. Okay. <laughs> The one I know I is like I a... I there are there are some that I would recognise if someone said them to me. I can just never remember. Like there's a there's a lady cellist that <laughs> names a big fan of. There's a lady. There's a lady cellist. Yeah, quite famous. 
but I can't ever remember her name until, until she's mentioned. Uh, yeah, so we tried to get to that, but typically, it's not the train company's fault, really, but, you know, people people do die on the lines a lot. Like, so we couldn't get to Norwich. Um, or no one mm. couldn't get to Norwich, so but the train did eventually get to Ipswich, so I could pick her up there, and we drove the rest of the way, but we missed half of the gig. And it's like, oh, no. Uh, it's like all these plans you make to get somewhere, and it's like, the irony was, though, that the gig was being sponsored by Greater Anglia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is ironic. Yeah, that's ironic. Uh, maybe that was why that random person decided to commit suicide in that specific way. It's like, I'm going to fuck these guys with my last action. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Do you, reckon, do you reckon that's why? What, is that the <laughs> primary reason for why people suicide on the trains? Just to get, just to get one... Get oh, even no, with train the companies. train companies. <laughs> Relatively speaking, funny. <laughs> yeah, relative funniness. I mean, that's like, it's one of those dumb things where it's just like, if you're going to die, you may as well inconvenience someone because you'll be dead and who cares? Woo! No! I thought the whole point, like, isn't one of the major factors of people being suicidal is in some ways that's like that they think they're a burden on the world or... That they have no place. Well, and therefore, would should, anyone notice? Well, in that case, it know? should work the opposite direction. Because, as it turns out, dying is really inconvenient for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Not like the person who died. Yeah. <laughs> and therefore, you should stay alive. Good advice. It's actually a ridiculously selfish thing to do <laughs> when you think about it. Okay. <laughs> Heavy topics. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Trade in vain. Right. <laughs> I think it might be well, time for news. It's very rarely a good a good moment in video games where suicide is 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 helpful, right? Unless you get like actually stuck, or, or like various suicide abilities that have appeared in various games over the years. I mean, well, I suppose every anything extent. where you blow up and take people with you. I guess. <laughs> well, every extend extra. Well, the entire game was based on blowing yourself up. Yeah, but you don't die. But that, that's respawn. just your well, attack. You sort of do because you have a life pool in that game. Well, sort of actually, not, well, not in the uh, every extend extra extreme, not the three sixty one, but the original, not the original, but the the PSP one. You had a life pool, and you had to use that life pool to get more lives. Yeah, I don't know if that really counts as a life pool. That might, that's more like an energy pool, I guess. <laughs> but you, you had to, yeah, your explosions had to, or an ammo count essentially. Yeah, you got three shots, and then if you did well, you earned more shots. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Kind of what you are. You're just bombs. You're just you're just bombs. <laughs> All the bombs. I'm the bomb. Okay. The bombs. Yeah, guys. Yep. Bombs. We talked about video games for a moment there. Segway. <laughs> What's going on in the world of video games? You. We got Sonic news apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, we do. Boy, we got. We we have to. This is a fun one. So, uh, I think was it a couple weeks ago or maybe a Last maybe week, yeah. There was a thing going around that Son- about Sonic Forces where there was going to be a third playable character. Because they showed it in a silhouette at the end of one of the trailers. Yeah. And, dun, it, dun, dun. and we speculated on, like, what species is that? What's the game mechanic going to be? Yeah, and it was going to be... And, you know, the, the wording was, like, it's a new hero as well, so it's not, like, a returning character. Yeah. Yep. It was going to be a brand-new character. Blah, blah, blah. Turns out that this brand-new character 
is a character creation mode. It's you. It's you. You. It's you. Well, it's you in anthropomorphic weird ass animal. Weird ass animal. The one form. they. It, it's got to be said. The one they picked for the for the, for the trailer. Quite ugly ass design. <laughs> sort of it's like, like a sort of fox with huge NHS specs. Yeah, like Skrillex eyes, basically. Right. Well, they, they clearly wanted to be like, look at the accessories because they don't want they to have no accessories. Well. Yeah, they had to show that you have accessories, but then they right. put them like all on. Yeah, but, <laughs> but he's he all about even, hats, right? But he looks even lankier than like modern Sonic. But that's like, the question: super is, like, lank. Can you can you adjust the build? Can you, can, yeah, can you make him more classic? <laughs> you can change the species. They already showed that. If I could make something that looks a bit more like just limited to wolf dog, whatever the fuck species that was even meant to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How yeah, many kind of basic the... species though do you think? Base well, def- species to customize. Well, there's definitely bunnies. Yeah. Um, we have cream the rabbit ears. Yeah. I, I think there must. I think there were some cat ears in there because obviously there'd be a cat. Obviously. But can you be big? <laughs> well, can you can you be a fox? You know? Can you can you make? Can, yeah, you, can, make... can you be a hedgehog? Yeah. That's the question. Can does, yeah? What 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 have they ruled out? Can, or can you be any of the existing? Yeah, how, I want to know. How, like, can I recreate exaggerated Sonic Three Sonic? Well, probably like, not. With massive designed, hands, it's designed. It's, I doubt you can scale. I want, I want, I want massive hands <laughs> and ridiculous feet. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. I want to look a li- I want to look a little bit like Fat Man Scoop from his um <laughs> from that video where he looks like Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> No, you're going to look like a generic modern Sonic character. Yeah. Basically, I, they, I don't know why, but that style of character generation just looks like the Sonic Boom cartoon. It's just like that. Because they have generic NPCs in that show, obviously. Yeah. And it's just like, that oh, just looks exactly like that. So I guess success. I suppose the lankiness especially looks a bit yeah. Sonic Boom. You know, the pencil nature of the legs, for instance. And... Yeah. There's bandages. Yeah. Oh the, man, they better put bandages oh, in as an accessory. Oh, that would be all funny. bandages. Yeah. Every limb and like a scarf. And a scarf. <laughs> Got to have a scarf. So you can just bring Sonic Boom into your well, into your good Sonic game. Well, that was the, the theory for a while, wasn't it? That it was going to be Sonic Boom, Sonic. Well, yeah, because they they made a big deal about it at the time mm. when they thought Sonic Boom was going to be good. Well, <laughs> the cartoon's still going. Sure. Um. Yeah. So. So there's that. Like, so what the implications here, like as well, that, that there are gameplay implications to this as well, well, because you can equip stuff that has irrelevant to the character, presumably. Well, maybe it yeah. would be like if you have the Queen of the Rabbit ears, then you can fly. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or it would probably the, just be technologically assisted. They have described it specifically as gadgets. Yeah. So yeah, like, but there's like a grappling hook and some sort of exploding multi-jump thing, and like, it's probably not going to change things that much. Probably just going to be like there's going to be those two and maybe one more, mm. <laughs> and then there'll be three routes to get through the level. Well, I wonder if it's the replacement to you know Sonic Generations had the kind of upgrade thing anyway. Yeah, irrelevant upgrades. Yeah, but you, there was upgrades a, there was that a, made it function the way you wanted it to. Yeah, there, there was a, a weirdly restricted way. And there was, I think, you and I both landed on basically the same set, right? Yeah. This, this, this is the way you, Sonic should be. So that you ended up with that, with that set, and like I wonder if that's the sort of their creative replacement for that. I doubt it's going to be that relevant. We'll see. I wonder if it. I wonder if it makes like secret hunting or red ring hunting easier on levels where you can be that character. 
Well, it looks like from, from the bit of the gameplay that they showed of that, they, they look like them sort of quite similar to modern Sonic stages, and even in terms of speed, sometimes well, sure... going relatively fast. Yeah. So it's probably not going to be that much different. It's just going to be. Are they even going to be different stages? Or is that like going to be Act Three or whatever in these? Well, lines? yeah, that's what you'd think. Or, or, or is it? Like, or is it actually just like, oh, you can bring your character into the classic and the modern stage? And no, I wouldn't have thought so. Although there's, there's, there's like, there's, looks like there might be specific enemies designed for that level as well, right? Because they appeared in that one in that gameplay, not the other gameplay, I suppose. Sure. <laughs> hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating thing. It's an interesting move. Like, it's a hilarious. Yeah. And of course, it brings to mind the question. The important question is: Is it a completely innocent thing, or did someone look at the DeviantArt? <laughs> yeah. You did, they just not, did they not know? And, did they, and even <laughs> if they looked they at DeviantArt, did they then like look at not safe for work DeviantArt <laughs> no, and realize how oh, much yeah. worse it gets? No, I bet someone someone at Sega has to have been going like, okay, what's the Sonic community community <laughs> really like? I they mean, probably it's, did, they it, probably that, did the deep dive and then looked I, at it and thought, "How can we sanitize this?" Yeah, but I think it's like with the uh, Splatoon; like they definitely knew when they created like Squid Girls what was going know. to happen. <laughs> Clearly, what the internet was going no, to do. I, no, I don't. I don't think that Nin- Nintendo wouldn't have known, like because Nintendo don't care. Like they, I don't they, know, because because they they would have won if they just put Squid Boys in the game, they'd be like. Why is this? Yeah. Why is this a sexist video yeah. game? Like, what's going on here? They had to put girls in. They, they have no. Choice. No, I'm not saying they should put girls in. I'm just saying when they put when the, the theme of the squid stuff or whatever with I don't think they a Japanese kind of hentai stuff. Oh, I, oh, oh, right now. Okay, now I see what you mean. Sorry, tentacles. Because as they tentacles, said, yeah. They said like they designed the gameplay mechanic first and then had to come up with a logical reason for it to happen. It's like, oh, squids are in. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh no, totally. I know. It's just they still knew. I'm not saying that's where the idea came from. I'm saying well, I'm that not they saying, knew what I, I that was going to happen. They would have thought of the connotations first. I think they definitely came up with the the mechanic, then the characters. Then they were like, "Oh shit, this has connotations." Fuck <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, well I wonder probably. if some. Well, yeah, but 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 they're less prevalent in Western society anyway, right? Like the whole hentai tentacle thing isn't quite yeah. as well known. And it's, yeah. Well, yeah, but, but there's it a. It doesn't people- matter. Rule 34, man. Anything <laughs> doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> it really doesn't. There's probably snipper clips porn. There you know. it probably is. Because <laughs> you could, you know, just clip a knob. Yeah, you-, you know? <laughs> 100% true. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, boy. There you go. Sonic Forces. Uh, it could be. It could be interesting. Probably won't be. But, but, yeah. well, I don't get a good vibe, but then there's always Sonic Mania. But, but then, but yeah. The good, the good vibe is is that it's, you know, they are leaning into the Sonic Generations thing, and yeah. that was a genuinely good game. Sure. So it's, and, and is regarded as such. But so the, quite, like, the thing is, it's going to be going from like 50% good levels and okay levels to like 30% good levels and then 66% not great yeah, levels. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we hinted at it last time. It does bother me a little bit that it's Green Hill Zone again. Mm. Like, they did that. 
but we don't know why. That's the question. Yeah, because they always well, leave green, with sorry, green hills or, or whatever. It's green hills zone, isn't it? As well. Yeah, sure. Oh wait, or is that the name they used in Sonic Mania? I, I can't know. remember. But yeah, but they always lead with one of those, and that could just be like misdirection. Maybe yeah, like Sonic, classic Sonic's first level is going to be Green Hills because it always is, and then something else. Well, they should have pulled a Sonic Three, right? So then it gets like because they've already shown like a Spagonia or whatever that city is on fire. They should have pulled a Sonic Three where like that, that like the level just suddenly catches on fire. Well, that's what the sand's there for. They they think that's the thing. They think like oh, the sand is making it into a half desert Green Hills, and it's just like yeah, that's not actually. A, it barely seems to be at the level, and B, it's yeah, not yeah. really that dramatic a visual effect either. Because mm. <laughs> it's not like the they haven't made various fucked up versions of Green Hill all over the, every game. Wouldn't it be great if they actually did these like transitional stages? Well, maybe they will! Between, between like, zones. Yeah. Who knows? You could look at... Oh, well, I guess... No, I guess that gameplay footage does show the start and end of that act, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't actually. There's no room for there to be any surprises. I suppose they've shown the whole thing. No, well, not unless there's like an act two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they, they only. They only ever, yeah. If it's yeah. following the generations formula, one they only do one character. thing. But yeah. I hope they. Well, the thing about the generations formula is that they also had more levels i guess there was only two acts per one but there was three per time period and then that's like nine right 12 i think i think it might have been yeah, or 12. yeah. so that's technically more acts than you get in your average Sonic game yeah <laughs> so hopefully now that there's three characters there'll still be more worlds i guess yeah i guess i guess that's the hope just the thing with all sonic games don't skimp on the stages yeah. It's the one thing you, that always holds you back in a Sonic game is your is the lack of stages. I mean, that was one of the better things about Colors as well. I, I, Even I say the one the thing. Some that... stages in Colors were a bit like you know, oh yeah yeah they had, challenge. They had short, into this level. They had short challenge levels, yeah, but they still they still There's added to it, yeah. And also free acts, free main acts, free main acts, yeah. Zone and it was like six or six main zones as well, wasn't it? So yeah, it sort of worked out. Content, content. And, you know, this time, they, apart from Green Hills, maybe, they maybe are not going to be so bound by having to be restricted into an, an old design. Unless this is just Generations 2. <laughs> Unless time travel still is a thing. Well, yeah, we still don't really know if they're going to like introduce new stages. Is it actually going to be like just retro stages? We don't really know. Yeah. Because we're assuming it's Fagonia because it looks like Fagonia, but it might not be. It might yeah. just be Generic City. <laughs> It might as well be. <laughs> Who cares if it's actually Spagonia? It's, it's that sort of town. Well, yeah, but I mean, saying it's Spagonia mean, in generations meant that it retained certain elements that were in the previous mm. game. Sure. Like the running down lines of free enemies that shoot at you and running up a giant clock. And <laughs> yeah. All those moments. Will the engine be slightly tighter is the other question as well. Because like, like, the PC version has those hiccups on certain stages. Um, you know, yeah, we get those little loading-ish sort of looking bits to it, and uh, which were basically the only real flaw with how that game ran was there was those moments, mm. and it's uh, which I don't think happened on console, but the console had the problem where it was thirty frames per second, which yeah. is a terrible choice. Let's hope they don't make that choice on the PS4 and Xbox versions. Irrelevant to Yeah, I know it's irrelevant to us, but like still, Sonic Forces. Indeed. 
Oh, that was the other thing people were saying. Join the resistance now makes sense as a tagline because you're it, joining the resistance. Yeah. Well, surely you are the resistance and Sonic's joining you. That's got to be the... Because Sonic is just a hero, oh, and whereas you mean. are the resistance, you're oh, like a guy. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's forced into battle or whatever. Yeah, maybe that's how you. Yeah, how you're narratively woven in. It's like you're, you're you, you've been doing this for years, so maybe like years. <laughs> yeah, for as long as the fight has been the, happening, as long as the giant robots have been in town. Yeah, because presumably you won't have any special powers apart from. Making gadgets, but that's Tails' thing. I mean, come on. Yeah. But he could also fly. <laughs> oh, but I hope that they could really play into that, though, right? Tails gets jealous. Well, yeah. Comedy ensues. I guess. They, has, they have a gadget off. <laughs> gadget off. Yeah. Max Gadget. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the porn discussion for this, for this podcast. <laughs> Get that out of the way early. <laughs> Next up. Destiny, it's an MMO, which probably involves some dodgy stuff also, I imagine. <laughs> but Actually, well, there's, a, there's a sequel. Yeah, I think Destiny was relatively free of that stuff. Apart from free what? Like, porn? <laughs> you mean role-play in the game or porn in general? Because you know that there's porn of it in general. Well, yeah, because it Not as much as, like, Overwatch or something like that. No, sure. Yeah, I, Overwatch like is way more it. overt about that. Yeah. Well, and, like, Destiny is just, like, generic armors. Yeah. You don't really get no. To see people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's people shaped armor. <laughs> and dancing. And dancing. So, uh, Destiny 2, what's going on? It's come, Obviously, we know it's coming to PC. They've um, shown a bit of gameplay now, is, is the thing. Yeah, so, some gameplay. You know, they've, they've, they've shown some. Well, I, I haven't. Not in that fairness, much. If they've shown like a large. I don't think they've shown a large like sequence in one go. Oh, no, there is some strike footage up there. Sorry, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you can see it. And people have actually been playing it as well like i think some journos and have been able to get access to versions of it and uh uh yeah it's apparently it's a lot like destiny yep like not enough has changed from my opinion like is, is the general sound of it and it's like i don't know bits of that footage made it look like perhaps you moved faster than mm. you did in the original game or that you're mm. a little bit more agile perhaps than you were before um and the gun variety seemed higher than what i'd seen in the previous game, which is, you know, going to be helpful to the loot people. Um, well, maybe, except it will be a question of balance. Yeah. Because if the, if the, you know, if there's one gun that's good, everyone gets that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of how legendary loot works in these games, I guess. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, and even if you're playing on PC, the, the, you know, it feels like you're playing Destiny. So, okay. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, really. Um, like, we, I'm sure we said it when they first start talking about Destiny Two. It's like, why, why did they decide to make this a separate thing? Why is it just not like did they not go full MMO and just keep upgrading the original? Well, yeah, that was the original not... idea, but obviously it wasn't as successful as they needed it to be to make that work. Yeah, but why well, does making not... a new separate game make that more viable? It's not like they're not they weren't making money off the expansions. I guess it's just that they sort of I, I bet their sales curve tailed off. Right, expansion to expansion to expansion, and the like when the last one came out, what Rise of Iron or something, it didn't really make the same splash as 
the ones that came before it. It was, that, it was sort of like... That it, just means they should stop making it all together, not try and continue with their dumb 10-year plan. I know, but I bet... But this is the thing. Like, <laughs> if Sales can't the, maintain the plan, then you, you're done. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's what I mean. They're stu- but then that's why they they have stopped. And it's like, they're just like, well, this, now it's sequel time, right? Because we can make a bigger marketing push on yeah, the sequel. Yeah, it's not a sequel, really. It's yeah, a, it's, it's a disguise. almost a remake. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, but sort. maybe yeah, maybe that's enough to convince people who'd written it off to give it a try because people are used yeah. to that model of like, oh well, the first one was very good, but suddenly the second one was a lot better. Like I don't and know, Assassin's there Creed. Are some, yeah. There are some weird perception things as well here. Don't forget because the last one was also released on 360 and PS3, so there's a sort of element of oh no, this is the next gen one. Right? I highly doubt people this, remember that at this point. I, I, I know people that I, you know, I know people that played the 360 version as, yeah, their, as the their prefer, as their preferred version, and it's uh, I don't know. Yeah, I want you know, never underestimate the ignorance of the masses. <laughs> I mean, I think it sort of makes sense, but I do also think it's it is too late in a way. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I'm just not. Well, I don't know. It's like I think you've done... probably already answered the where I was going with some of this. Like the only reason I sort of bring this up to be like because there's a PC version, do we care? So because none saying... of us cared about the Xbox one, right? Well, I was wondering about it again, but I can't say the trailer is making me more interested um, mm. uh, yet. I don't know. I, I, I suppose I'd have to see how it feels. Also, there's no dedicated servers on PC apparently. Yeah, that's not, not that's not always a terrible thing. No, well, you want works. to play the multiplayer in, in Destiny, or are you only? I in thought that was the whole point. In raids. Mm, yeah, yeah. Are you, are you in it for the strikes and the raids rather than the crucible? But then you kind of have to do the crucible because right. yeah, because yeah, there's sort of currency tied to it. In this marketing as well, they're definitely relying heavily on the sort of comic character dude, whatever he, that guy is. They were. I don't think they really did that on the in the in the actual sort of gameplay trail. They they, right. they only had him for a brief moment towards the end. Ah, okay. I'll need to watch that with the strike uh, gameplay. I think uh, that just, would probably get me. I can't remember where he goes. Just like like, am I right? Am I right? Oh, am I right? And there's like there's like this yeah. real real dumb out of context quote, and it's. Mm. I think that's the only bit that they show of him. Before that, they've got the other guy, like Angry Man, sort of shielding people as as everything gets destroyed, which is presumably right at the start of the game. The tutorial mission, I guess. <laughs> if we wanted to play a game like that, we'd surely just go back to Borderlands. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose we have still got Borderlands 2 to finish, <laughs> but... I don't know. This, the, the the shooting in Borderlands was never its was never really its strongest element. Well, yeah, it, that's it, never, it never felt great. Whereas yeah. you know, everyone says that because it's a bungee game, Destiny feels great, even if its content is a bit all over the place. I wonder how it actually does feel on PC. You know, there have been times when people have tried to convert a shooter control mechanic back to PC, and it's like this is just like weird and swimmy and lag. Yeah, yeah. The early Halo ports spring to mind. Yeah, and then you, then of course if you if you do it right and it's just like it's just a first person shooter on PC, it's just all third person. 
It's just like, oh, you then in the situation of like, oh, the console players are at a disadvantage because they have acceleration and <laughs> well, they'll, they'll never cross. They won't. They'll never do cross platform. I don't think. And even though they theoretically could with the Xbox, yeah, like, but but they probably won't because here's the other weird thing is like, actually, well, no, no, Microsoft have no gates against it now. But I was I was sort of thinking to myself there. It's like, well, hang on, they might not because of the fact that it's on Blizzard Net. Or whatever it's called, not BattleNet, but Blizzard service. Oh yeah, that was the news, wasn't it? It's all on the Blizzard service, which makes it the first Activision published game, or the first non-Blizzard developed game to Mm. turn up on Blizzard Mm. app. I still, that's a, I still hate that as a name for the service. What is it? What do you call it? It's like, is it the Blizzard app or? That that Blizzard Hub thing. It's quite weird that they just did that and now, yeah. I mean, it's like it they had a name. Less sense now that it's called the Blizzard app to put yeah. a non-Blizzard product. Yeah, on exactly, it. exactly. Doesn't make because they could have chosen BattleNet. It's I mean was fine. You could yeah. have chosen a more up to less kind of '90s sounding name. Uh, that's but why instead... we said they should have gone for some other like snow. Yeah, um, like Valve and Steam. Yeah, yeah. Tundra. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I play but... games on Tundra. <laughs> yeah, sounds all right. And then you could make Mighty Boosh references. Glacials. Yeah, see Tundra. Yeah, if they called it Glacial, they 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 have some <laughs> they'd have some trouble. I should buy that domain. <laughs> <laughs> Probably too late. Uh, <laughs> Right, so yeah, we shall see. Uh, maybe there'll be more at E3 on Destiny 2. <laughs> Probably. Which can't oh, be that yeah, far away. Yeah, there'll be a lot. Oh yeah, when is E3? It must be, that must be real close yep. now. Yeah, like we keep... a month probably. It's usually late in June, isn't it? I have no... I, can, you know, I know how many years we've... Well, we've been covering it for seven years and I can never really remember. Well, it's not always exactly the same. It's pretty close. But, you know, the weeks move in the month. It's <laughs> tough. <laughs> the weeks move in the month. Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up, yeah, Tris, but I can't actually. Uh, June thirteenth. Oh, there you go. So yeah, more news then. Probably. Who will show it? Will it make it to all of them again? Like it keeps trying to. Sony. Yeah, probably. I think Sony will get it. Will they have exclusive this time? Will they have some dumb oh, thing that they get exclusive? Sony exclusive content, yeah, <laughs> probably. They do love that. Because there was pl- Sony that pushed the first one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's why they got the exclusive stuff. Yeah. Because Bungie was like, Microsoft, and then they were like, ah, fuck you. And then Sony was like, yeah, okay, we'll steal it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm, sure, yeah, I'm sure Sony swooped in and were like, we want a marketing deal. Get, get in there. All right, what else we got? Talk to me about Metroid. Metroid. Rumours that there might be one or two new Metroid games coming what? soon. To Switch? Uh, theoretically. Any... The, the, the theoretical rumours are that... The more likely rumour is that there's going to be some kind of actual Metroid, like Prime-style Metroid coming to Amazing. Switch. Amazing. Yes. Awesome. That would be incredible. And then there's the slightly less... Solid rumor of them. The second one might be a 2D style Metroid, either on the Switch or the 3DS, but no one really knows. Mm. Okay. 
I mean, that'd uh, be good too. But all good. Yeah. Yeah. Just Potentially. If they can half live up to some of the Prime games, like not just the first one. It's been a long wait. Yeah. It's been a really long wait. So So what happened to Retro or whatever? They were working on the Donkey Kong Country games. Right. Well, maybe they'll come back. Whatever that other... Oh, what? Federation Force? Well... (laughs) Was that them? I don't think that wasn't. I don't know, actually. And, you know, they lost part of Retro to the people leaving and going to do Recall or whatever. Oh, yeah. So technically retro still exists, but do they? And as I think I said to Rob last week about this, when it was also still a rumour, even back then, they kind of fucked themselves by calling it Metroid. (laughs) And then (laughs) continuing to have to wait, make up reasons to bring the Metroids back. (laughs) Right. It's not, yeah, it's not really about the Metroid, is it? They don't have to, but then why is it called Metroid? It's just like uh, they it broke themselves matter. into a corner. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, though, does it? I don't Brand know. Now. Well, what would you call it instead, though? Like the Samus Chronicles? Yeah, or... I guess. Just call it Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> <terrible> name. <laughs> maybe that Maybe that is what the next game is called. They're going to go all dark and edgy and just call it Samus Aran. Well, they made, like, other M. I guess lots, like, that's literally, like, Metroid is the M, and then other M is like <laughs> the other M. Uh, <laughs> Except not really, because I'm pretty sure that game had Metroids in it as well. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll just become friends with the Metroid. I mean, as yeah. as I said to Rob, they, like, I, this new Metroid Prime game, if it exists, I'd be really happy if there weren't Metroids and there's no phase on. <laughs> and, like, we're done! No more Metroids or phase on, for God's sake! Yeah, they definitely have to be... Well, I think they have to be done with the Prime storyline, yeah, right? They have. Ideally. They can't go back to that. They have to do something new. No more Dark Samus. I'd, I'd even be okay with no Space Pirates, but, you know, they're just a generic enemy at a certain point, so... Yeah, they're kind of... They're easy to put in. I've never really minded the Space Pirates. I wouldn't mind seeing them again, but... But then the trouble is now the space pirates are tied in with the face of the Metroids as well. Because they're the ones doing the research on the face of the well, they, Metroids. Well, they were, but, but is that all the space pirates, right? The space pirates are like a, quite a mysterious entity, right? They're not just like a fleet, right? There's probably loads of them. Like, or different brands of them that probably just get called <laughs> space pirates. Well, so now we're into the Covenant situation where it's like, oh, there's the religious red lit yeah. cells left yeah. over for Halo 4 when you, they turn up suddenly. You've got the heretic. <laughs> <laughs> And the actual covenant, and yeah, I I think I'd, I'd be happy with a Metroid, a new Metroid Prime that's quite a lot like the first Metroid Prime, minus the space pirates, where it's just wildlife. You just go to a planet and you explore, and you're the only person there, and even like no, just only ruins, no actual modern technology, no space pirate base or anything, just old school ruin I mean it would probably be fucking Chozo ruins of course because it yeah, would yeah. be <laughs> because well you're, you know because you need like... to get your suit upgrades and the Chozo are the ones that supply them all the time yeah <laughs> but they that'd made, be they, fine they just wildlife I wouldn't mind explore a mysterious planet you've got to have an antagonist of some kind though you can't have just wildlife and that was I guess one of the problems with Prime was like the antagonist was was Phazon basically you had Ridley, and that was technically the antagonist, except not really, because he never did anything. No. <laughs> and he wasn't like, well, he's not a speaking part, I guess. <laughs> he doesn't really have obvious motivations. He was just resurrected by the space pirates, wasn't he? Was, yeah. Was, and he was just there. Yeah. And then the actual enemy was just Phazon itself, which is just, like, evil incorporated. <laughs> but that, 
kind of worked in the first game, right? And then, and then in the second game, they realised that that's not going to pan out, so they had to introduce Dark Samus. Well, yeah, but that's just Fatal again. <laughs> sort of, but, but personified. Like, because they... Yeah, but not really personified. It's just generically evil again. All it wants to do is stop you from doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> but they, they, they could have planned that. It's like, oh, that's because it's Dark Samus, and it's like, he doesn't quite know what it's doing, but it's evil, and they could, they could have done something a bit more clever with that, I suppose, but... Yes, we don't need Dark Samus, we don't need Phazon. And we don't need Ridley again. For God's sake, he just needs to stay dead. Mother Brain returns. Uh, I, um, I guess, but maybe not. Bring back Craig, that'd be funny. Craig hmm. <laughs> is like the one Metroid boss where it's like, what? How would he? Even, how did he even function in the game he was in? <laughs> but then, like, how would he function as part of the Space Pirates or whatever? Because he was, I guess, under the command of Mother Brain and the Space Pirates, therefore, logically, mm. in that game. <laughs> uh, so yeah, new Metroid. Hopefully we'll see something about that at E3, except probably not, because it's Nintendo. And yeah. They'll only have a Direct, and if they even mention it at all, it will be like Star yeah. Fox was, where they're just like, oh, we're making this and then bye. <laughs> I I think they've... I don't know what Nintendo will do at E3 this year. Like, with what, what will they... Because... Well, they're going to focus on Mario, obviously. Yeah, because they want yeah. to spend a lot of time on that. But yeah. that's about it, right? Because ARMS will be out, well, it's probably already out. It's out in a few days or something. Like It's really, really pretty soon. And Splatoon 2 will probably be out, if not just about to come out. Well, they might then. still spend some time on that, if it's only, if it's, even if it's coming out around that time. Yeah, like, yeah, there'll, be a, there'll be a little something. But yeah, Ninty are a bit of a wild card. Like, what else have they got? got? They either show something new to build switch um excitement for next year because nothing's going to come out this year <laughs> well mm. maybe not first party yeah it could be some decent third party stuff maybe i gotta say like that, i suppose that's slight bit of news as well there's splatoon 2 they did put out a single player trailer yeah um and it looks a lot like the first game but you know, they show a lot of different um, the, the Inklings using a lot of different weaponry this time, which were behind an amiibo wall Yeah, in the first one. Because it was amiibo more like a wall. challenge mode, where like, you get the specific gun and that changes the actual yeah. process of completing those levels. Yeah, so I wonder if because they showed pretty much all the gun types in this trailer, whether or not that's still behind an amiibo wall, or if there's enough of them that that they could still do that. Well, I mean, if they, if they wanted to not have it attached to the Mevos, it would just be like you get that gun for that level and that's oh, yeah. part of the actual Which level. Which would be way better if that's how it's done, but you know, call me a little bit sceptical. But uh, yeah, so I don't know, it looked like more of the same. But weirdly, this was the moment where something in me sort of just went, ding! And I was like, oh hell yeah, some Splatoon. Yes. Uh, the itch has suddenly crept up on me and it's like, come oh, on. Oh god! Like being with Splatoon from the moment it launched through its life cycle was an awesome experience. There's something about being with Splatoon because of the way it handled its. <laughs> because of the way it didn't have everything in it at all. Well, yeah, the, con- <laughs> the constant unlocks was were nice too, and but the way that, that that then fed back into the game and like the the way events were would would sort of feed back into some of the environmental stuff. It was a really cool thing to just see evolve Mm. Um, and I really uh, hope that that will be the thing again that's the other thing Nintendo probably have to talk about 
well, maybe not at E3, but maybe in a direct before E3, but they actually need to talk about their internet thing. Because oh, yeah. the details of that are actually starting to get finalized. Yeah, well, surely with ARMS and Splatoon being yeah. somewhat online combat focused. Because they did originally say at the Switch launch, they were like, it's going to be free until we sort ourselves out, I guess, yeah. at the end of the year. <laughs> so maybe now they have an idea what they're doing. Yeah. That's kind of important information to know if you're going to yeah, commit be good. buying like Splatoon 2 at this point, and then you're like, at some point down the line, you're going to have, suddenly have to start paying more. <laughs> that is true. I had forgotten about whether or not there's, you know, there's no idea whether that's going to be behind a paywall. It's a subscription of some kind. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Okay, consider me tempered. It's gone. I've scratched <laughs> well, you it. You could still play the first game. I yeah. could. I could still play the first one. It is still populated. And also, you don't have a Switch. I don't have a Switch, no. I'd have to play it on yours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cool. Uh, what other news we got? Phantom Dust. You got? Yeah. So here we go. The, the, for those, I don't think this is that amazing. But well, okay. no, but well, it's, well, it's just a, it's just a little weird. It's right? weird. The whole Phantom Dust story is bizarre. So you know, quick catch up was released. With, you know, they put out a little CG trailer at E3 several years ago. Uh, to be like, hey, we're making, we're bringing this weird thing back. Most people um, were like, what? And then like one person was super enthusiastic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> woo, yeah, woo guy in the crowd. Yep. Um, and then so that then transpired that there was yeah, it was a remaker. They were they were making a brand new game yeah, in the it series. Was a remake. No, the, the first yeah, they were making a brand new game in the in the Phantom Dust series, and they were going to bring it to Xbox. That then eventually all fell apart, and that got cancelled. But then it came out that they were also at the same time making a re-release of the original. That part has now happened. That game is out. And helpfully called Phantom Dust. Called Phantom Dust. And it's free. So after all that, this re-released game is free to anyone who has Windows 10 store or an X-Bone. Sweet. And And so? uh, it's It's a... uh, to be honest, I didn't really. I don't. I know very little about the, what the original was and stuff like that. But from the small amount that I've read, that's a weird game. <laughs> Might be worth checking out if it's free, which it is. Right, check that one out. It's a, a weird old game. Might, yeah. Might as well. And maybe it's not going to be free forever. Maybe it's worth just like grab it now, put it on your account. Yeah. Cool. So that happened. It's just it's just a weird end to the tale, really. <laughs> After all that effort, like they just go, I, you're, Microsoft must have known, right, at, at this point, where they were just like, "This has been such a talked about thing. How do we try and make good on this?" I don't know if it was it was talked about for that moment because everyone was confused, and then once it was cancelled, everyone was like, "Well, yeah, obviously." And then they just, <laughs> I don't think people cared that much. I <laughs> guess. Don't think they had to make good, especially, but. Yeah, unless this is, is like it, unless they like were unless is it a desperation push because of like, the number of the games that Microsoft have cancelled? Well, unless it was like they'd already done some work on the remake by the time they decided to cancel the actual game, so they were like, "We can finish this, and if we release this, and then we can actually gauge actual interest." <laughs> yeah, maybe to see if it's worth re 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 remaking. But if it's but if it's free. 
then it's going to get way more interest than if it wasn't. Well, you can like, compensate for that. I guess. Okay, maybe. But by what metric? <laughs> like, what's the what's the I bet there's factor? some kind of metric for that. Yeah. You put in one microtransaction, and that'll tell you <laughs> people who are actually buying <laughs> microtransactions tell you nothing. They do. It's like if people are willing to spend money on this game that was otherwise free, that means they care about it to some extent. I, I, I guess. <laughs> as long as that microtransaction is worth something itself. Yeah, exactly. Or you make it the shittiest microtransaction possible, and then the people who buy that obviously care about the game. <laughs> <laughs> or are idiots. <laughs> Both valid options to make another one, I guess. Yep. Oh, only idiots with money play this game. Yep. Still good enough reason. <laughs> Hello, Clash of Clans. Anyway. Yeah, Phantom Dust. Uh, in uh, the end of a story that doesn't surprise us at all because we predicted it last week, Vanquish is officially being re-released for PC yeah. shortly. In like four days or something? Oh, uh, yeah. So that obviously means Bayonetta 3. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> One room is the other. Sweet. Illuminati confirmed. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, it's 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 not too much money, but I think it's come out at £16. Okay, and I guess. High probability of sale bait as well, as as I think yeah. like Sega's previous re-release stuff has been. Um I don't know if it's worth mentioning that much, but it was meant said at a Sega investor meeting over the last couple of weeks that Sega are planning. This could just be speak because basically it says Sega are going to do everything. It seems <laughs> like we're going to make new IPs and we're also going to exploit our existing ones. So does that mean that 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 yeah, like Vanquish Two is on the cards and Bayonetta Three because they are technically. I don't know if that's Sega owned, well, yeah, but they the do question. publish them. Um, Does that mean things that Sega literally own? Well, yeah, but it's like Jet Set Radio. Is 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 this the time JSRF oh, is finally going to get amazing. greenlit? Yeah. I'd that's be so one. happy if I could get Jet Set Radio on there. Well, Panzer Dragoon Auto, man, a re-release of that. That'd be happy days. Don't want a re-release, want a new game. I'd be quite happy with a re-release yeah, of Auto. That yeah. I mean, that I didn't. I mean, that one is actually slightly more inconvenient to yeah. play. Yeah, because but because both well, playing it back compat on the 360 isn't perfect, as I've talked about before. So you have to really play it on the OG Xbox, and yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's an inconvenient. As with JSR, JSRF is the most inconvenient though. <laughs> yes, I guess. I only can play that on the OG. Is that true? Does that not? I'm sure I, I played that, that backward got... compat no, on did, the 360. I think I played it on the 360. Oh, I never thought it made it, but okay. I'm pretty sure I've done that. Um, yeah, I think it took ages, but I think it did happen. Okay, so cool. It's possible. But regardless, that console is in, in the cupboard anyway at this point. <laughs> I did. I did contemplate, even though if I couldn't actually play it, because obviously you had the copy of that, and we were. Yeah, when we played yeah, it, it's mine. It's, I got it yeah, on launch, like, pretty much. A bit of me was like, "Oh, should I just buy an X, an OG Xbox copy, even if I can't really play it? <laughs> like, just to have it because it's such a cool game." Yeah, it's an awesome game. Yeah, here's hoping. Right, what else we got? Square are selling Aya. Is that right? Yeah. So this is a weird one that I, that Zach sort of dropped on me a few minutes before we went on air. It's like. 
just just think about the 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 outcome here. So like IO Interactive, I think is the full name. They're the guys behind Hitman. Like you yeah. know the recently incredibly successful Hitman. Well, apparently not that successful. <laughs> Not successful enough for Square Enix, who like two Raider want three million or whatever, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. more than three million. I'm glad right. you brought that up because that's not the first time Square's like expected sales figures have been ridiculous. Well, apparently like... Hitman, you know, didn't sell that well, relatively speaking, even compared to two Raider and stuff. But then its DLC pickup must have been pretty high because people stuck with that, right? Because well, of the way its season structure. Sure. Oh, but it wasn't DLC. Oh, how did it sell in the end? Did you have to buy each zone? I don't or... know how they packaged it. Uh, or did you just buy the the game and you, everything just came? Or whether or did were both a thing? And there was the fact that like there was time limited stuff essentially. Yeah, like, kind of sure, sure. new time limited missions. Well, that, those are still being rolled out. Yeah, the elusive target stuff is still is still happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much longer is is now the question? It's that's that seems like a very closed-minded, like, numbers-only driven decision, if that's true. If any of that, of what we've just said, is true. Because that game is, like, was the one of the breakout surprises of last year. Of it actually being good, and actually being as critically acclaimed as it was. And they've just seemed totally deaf to it. It's bizarre. Unless, the, the, the flip side here is that they've actually just hired, uh, maybe if they've hired a lot of the IO staff for themselves anyway and it's now just going to be a square studio and like then they're just selling the remnants I don't know, it's, it's, it's just weird it's almost as weird as Nintendo cancelling the NES Mini, you know, it's like it's that level of, what? what are you doing? what's the logic here? yeah Boo, boo sucks. Someone else to pick them up and that actually cares about good games. The problem <laughs> is, that's the like game of the year. Do they get to keep games. Hitman? Who, yeah. who gets to keep Hitman? Yeah, I bet Square. Square must own Hitman. Mm, that's a real shame. But it looks like they basically did what they wanted to do. Yeah, kind of. But they've, they've already announced a season two, is the thing. Season right. two of Hitman content is going to happen. Maybe not anymore. <laughs> no one knows. More news to come. <laughs> Stay on the news desk. Cool. cool. Uh, Back of Hitman news. Last bit of news is this little bit about... Um... Dan's internet. Oh, that's that's the news. That's still that is still news. Dan's internet sucks. What is the last bit of news? You must have told him this. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Let me let me stare across the room. No, we've covered what we had. Well, okay. Uh, Yeah, that that'll do. I was just about to say about the HTC Vive having a standalone SKU now. So for for non. <laughs> non crazies, so that's kind of interesting in the VR space. So I guess if they, because because I don't know, it depends on the power level of it. Like, will it be a kind of PlayStation? Well, I guess no, because the PlayStation VR has the PS4 to power it. So will it be? What, oh, what even is this? Like, will it be like buying a phone that only has one purpose and can't make phone calls? Well, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because uh, HTC are phone manufacturer, aren't they? Um, so. Yeah. 
but yeah, so no phone, no PC, standalone VR. That's what they're saying. So, but that does sound like you're buying a yeah, exactly that, Zach. Like you're buying a phone that you can't use, except for we VR. See Nintendo do the VR thing that we that we speculated yeah. about. <laughs> Supposedly, you could attach a switch to your face. It's in the patents or whatever. Yeah, so, I'm trying to do it. No way. That would be easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So yeah, we'll see how that one pans out. Coming later this year. Apparently, yeah. If anything, that's the least sensical. To, unless, it's probably cheaper than buying a full-on phone, right? Because they probably don't need all the antenna stuff in it, right? It probably doesn't need. I suppose so. Cellular four G crap in there. But you could make it be a full like console based on Tegra or whatever, like a Switch type thing. Or a, I'm or not a, saying it's impossible. Yeah, it could yeah. Happen. If you wanted better, uh, better three D performance than a phone. Uh, and not be encumbered by all the other stuff that a phone has to do, you could basically make a NVIDIA Shield tablet that was attached to your face only. <laughs> I mean, how has like phone VR actually taken off? Like, is it, well, I see it advertised a lot. It's definitely like, a sort of Galaxy seem to push it quite hard. You know, Samsung. Yeah. There's definitely a, a sort of ecosystem around it. Like, it seems to be like, obviously, you know, Ho, she works for like a creative agency that does a lot of stuff with that in terms of like, but it seems to me to be mostly like, um, you know, like events and things or what would you call them? Like, um, you know, come to our booth and, and try on the headset yeah, yeah. and look around this thing or whatever type thing selling cars and stuff like that but then you don't um, have like the full-on head tracking to do like the oh i want to really lean into this hubcap well it's not too bad it's not wait it, 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 that works what like sort of head motion stuff yeah because it's really the accelerometer stuff yeah i get like the direction it's facing and that element of it but like if i sidestepped yeah well obviously it's not nearly as good as the vibe with the cameras on it and the lighthouses and everything but how does so, it even do it is it uh i think there's some stuff in it i don't think it's just plastic i think it has some sensors in the in the i know um, but like how does thing. without an external thing to see where it is how does it do it i think it needs recalibrating a lot <laughs> you mm. know i think it gets out of sync with what is reality quite easily but um i think it just does it by dead reckoning i suppose and a bunch of accelerometers and and uh that maybe uses the compass. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Anyway, like, yeah, I, it's I guess weird. it could sense the force in a direction without a rotation is a a movement in a straight line. I guess. Hmm. But then what? Oh uh, yeah, that's... yeah. I certainly don't know the nitty gritty of that, but I know I was surprised when I tried one of those phone based ones that it was. Mm not terrible <laughs> like it was fine and they'll only get better so and this if this one is like a halfway um because what they realized in these for i think for these um like applications like is that um the fidelity isn't that important it, it's more important to not have the cable and everything because otherwise people mm. it's just too involved for people to to just quickly try on and be like whoa i'm in a i'm under the sea or i'm in a plane or something sure yeah I mean, it's it's one of the. I guess it's the way to encourage VR as a platform. It, it, it's not a terrible shout, is it? It's, mm. it's quick. Anyone can try it. Mm. Get a bit of cardboard, and then you're 
effectively yeah. going. Yeah, exactly. Good cardboard. Anyway, that is the news. Da, 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 da. That was the news. It's time for what you've been playing. Uh, what have you been playing? Whose turn is it this time? I keep forgetting. I suppose it depends how much Zelda you want to talk about. Well, who hasn't played been playing Zelda? I'm guessing Zach. <laughs> well, yes, because I have his Switch. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start with Zach then. What have you been playing, man? <laughs> okay, we'll end with the Zelda first. Yeah, well... I mean, I'm going to talk about Zelda when you're talking about Zelda, obviously, too. Yeah, I'm part of that conversation still. Of course. Of course. But, uh, what have I been playing? Um, well. You didn't talk about Eurovision. That just suddenly dawned on me. Why would we talk about Eurovision? <laughs> because we always talk about Do Eurovision. Do we? Yeah. It wasn't that interesting this year. No, it was, quite a, it this year. It was quite a tame year. But, you know, Saxman was cool. And, you know, the winner who shouldn't have won. Boy, yeah. How weird is that? Like, I don't think anyone has really put anyone that I've spoken to about Eurovision has particularly gone. Yeah, that Portuguese guy, he was amazing. Like, like, no. A lot of people have said like when they did when they did the winning song at the end, and his sister came out, and it's like, oh, if they had done that as a duet, that would have been brilliant. (laughs) Because she was actually probably the better singer. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, Eurovision. Tame year. Yeah. Not so much comedy. Pop they brought back. <laughs> they did bring back my favourite Eurovision act of all time. <laughs> but not to do their song, though. But no, they didn't sing it no. like properly. They should have done. Yeah. And also, the acts during they had, I don't know that orchestra that sort of dance act with the orchestra thing they had during the break the voting break that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, fairly cool. A proper show. So anyway, Eurovision. Eurovision. Um, I played Rocket League, but I don't need to talk about it except for the fact that they they put in a new car that specifically it has the exact same stats as the Batmobile, except it's customizable. And I thought that was kind of funny because it was like everyone oh, uses the Batmobile right. because of the stats, but then you're stuck with the Batmobile. So they were like, "Oh, we'll just take those stats and then put it into a car that we can sell and allow you to customize." Oh, interesting. <laughs> Weird. What's so special about the Batmobile? Yeah, what's so good about it? It's one of those like long, flat cars. I think it has the longest hitbox, but it's also one of the flat ones, like oh. like the breakout, the other right. that, the brick, the the flat brick yeah, paving yeah. slab car. Does that mean that you're? I'm trying to think what the benefits of that. I'd like, I suppose, like, uh, does it make, make actually make saving easier? Because um, you can just sort of charge in, and you've got that little bit of extra length. Yeah, I don't know how the actual why that actually matters to the pros. But that's one of the reasons for why people use the Batmobile because mm. it's long, long and flat, wide and flat. <laughs> no, long and flat. It's actually okay. quite thin. <laughs> the funny thing about how I always use the van is the van that has like the thinnest and tallest hitbox. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, for the look of it, although you don't necessarily think of it as being the thinnest, but I mean, I it guess is. Not, but I guess it is. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have any wide arches or no. anything like that. No, there's no flair to the van. No, apart from its giant booster on the back. When are they going to remake the van? Like they've done for some of the other bodies, but no one cares about the van apart from me. Yeah, they've done other off-roaders, haven't they? So yeah, they did the other. Isn't, big, isn't the, the Marauder truck. the closest? Yeah, yeah. They did the other big truck. They had a remake. I suppose, like if you're on Xbox, you could use the Armadillo. Yep, that might be pretty close. I'm almost like. In some ways, I always don't want them to do it because I feel like it'd be hard to make it. 
Because when they did the Marauder, they fancied it up and made it look like like an actual vehicle, I guess, mm. with like gas tanks and stuff. And it's like, I'm not sure you can really do that with the van van. <laughs> no. It just needs to they, look like a van. why they haven't done it, because it's like, what do we do with a van? Yeah, I guess. So, Put an extra grill on it? Put like a, a, um, a bull bar on it? Yeah. Just have Mr. T hanging out the window? Oh, well, yeah, exactly. You can maybe make the side panels look like it opens or something. <laughs> give, guess, it a bit of, yeah. give it a bit of a side door. Oh no! Yeah, well, yeah. What if it opens up and the inside is customizable? <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, you can catch the ball in it. Oh, and the other thing that happened, I guess, with that same update was they brought back Neo Tokyo as a regular flat map. Mm, now yeah, we, they got rid of the weird Neo Tokyo. Disappointing. That's a bit of a shame. And also weird to play on because once you you don't realize it, but I, I was like, I was trying to work out why it felt weird, and it's because. They have the big score thing that goes over the goal, and it right. goes all the way across. Mm. But because now it's just like a normal shaped map, it's like way wider, and that changes like your depth perception because you're used to that shape above the goal being a certain width, and right. it's the same texture essentially, only spread over the whole width of a normal bigger. pitch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, "Why is this weird?" It's like, "Oh." <laughs> so you're yeah because you're used to judging it as a certain size. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> it was quite strange. So yeah, that kind of sucks, I guess. I like Neo Tokyo. It was weird. It was it was a weird. It was a, a sort of a mix up level, wasn't it, in the middle of it? But I can see why they probably do that. Is that only in ranked as well, or is the original still in? Wait, no, you can only get the original if you're making a custom game. Yeah, not even in the labs. No, well, because it's not a labs level, I guess technically. I guess. And I guess labs still doesn't technically exist either because they never put that playlist back in. Yeah. I think the labs levels appear in Rumble. I think if you play Rumble, it will oh, sometimes okay. pick labs levels. Yeah, because that, that did happen when we were playing Rumble last. So maybe did, maybe in Tokyo will still appear in that. Hmm. Potentially. Yeah, I guess. For for the anything goes mode with power-ups, yeah, yeah it makes perfect sense. Yeah. People still quit all the time whenever Starbase comes up. <laughs> really? Mm. Like, you join into a Starbase, and it's like, how many of these people are going to leave <laughs> out of the six? Normally mm. at least two. Just like, suck it up! Yeah. You're going to end up playing this level in ranked at some point, no matter what your voting is set to. <laughs> Just sit from the MTFU cup. Come on. Very <laughs> damn well, boy. Yeah, that probably came out in my <laughs> Um... So yeah, that's Rogue League. Uh, I stopped playing Golden Sun because of something that I probably forgot that I probably was aware of last time I played it. And the reason for that was that like when I look, I can't remember why I was looking for this in general, but I was looking in my documents folder and in there, there was a file called Golden Sun Guide. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember downloading that for this game specifically, not for like the old games. I remember mm. that it was for the DS game. I was like, oh yeah, I remember downloading that one. I, I, maybe I should look at that. And then I was like, well, uh, this game isn't exactly hard. Why did I even need a guide? I'm sure it was just right. like to find something that I missed at some point because, you know, there's a world map. So at some point you're like having to go back to places mm. and be like, well, I, I just walked past that by accident and didn't remember to go back there. Sure. And at some point I also had paper notes of places in Golden Sun that gate, that game specifically, where it's like a place that I hadn't got the energy for and I was like, I might not remember, so I'll just write it down and then once I get that energy, I can go back. But it turns out <laughs> maybe the reason I had originally downloaded that was the same reason that happened this time. 
where it turns out that in that game, there's like three separate point of no returns. And if you miss anything, you're fucked. <laughs> right. You can't go back and get it. So then when I realized that in this playthrough of the game, and I looked at the guy, I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably why I downloaded this guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the next time I played it, I would have had the proper list to know not to miss things. So I basically screwed myself again. And then you I see it too late. <laughs> All right, you found the guy too late. Yeah, I realized why that guy was there, and I was like, oh, <laughs> well, that's bad. And then I just stopped. I did continue playing that. You need like a sticker on the cartridge saying stop. (laughs) Because it wouldn't have been an improvement over your last run. I would have still missed something. That is is quite depressing when you realise that, especially if you're replaying. And it's an RPG, of course. You don't want that. And and it's an RPG with like a world map too. You think when you've got a world map, when you get to the world map, you're like, well, now I can go back to these places that I've left because now I have a different way of traversing the world See, I'm, not, no. <laughs> I'm not 100% the the idea of um, content that you can miss in a really big RPG like because you know well, it F- depends F- how F- like, critical the content is oh, yeah because in this one it's like the gins you well, can miss those and it's like well you want all of those that's a, com- it's a complete collection there's a very precise number and you know summons and stat bonuses oh yeah and and well FF8 had the completely missable GFs, right? Sure. You could you could not get Carbuncle. They were slightly less important in the grand scheme of things, I suppose. I suppose. It's just like a way to do large amounts of damage, but you could always just reuse the same ones over and over. Well, not all of them had that, though, didn't they? Like Carbuncle just cast Reflect on everyone, didn't it? Yeah, but that's still not that useful for a start. But... <laughs> yeah, it depends. But yeah, being able to miss stuff kind of sucks. And also... Like just before I stopped playing it, I also remembered about that game where it's like as soon as you reach the world map, it feels really weirdly like it feels like they did the same. It feels like they ran into the Wind Waker problem, where it's like it feels like there's like a bunch of content cut, and they just cut you just you're just like on this sudden rush to the end of the game. No, oh. as soon as you hit the world map, and it's like it feels like you should have been able to explore more because there's almost no reason to explore. You just go. Right. To the next island, and that's where you have to go, and then to the next island, and that's where you have to go. Wait, you mean as soon as you get to the world map, suddenly the stakes raise? Like, well, it doesn't really raise. Well, I guess it does raise the stakes. There's a big event that forces you to go into the world map, essentially. Hmm. Oh well, I could, the the real world map, like when you have the ship and you can sail around, not okay. the constrained world map where you're walking along a specific path between towns. Oh. oh right, no, okay, that's that's, that's not quite the same thing. I, I can sort of get that because that's like. The, the moment that always comes to my mind is I used to, I think my favourite world map moment in a video game was Final Fantasy IX, actually, because that world map looked real, like, it was the first time that world map was rendered as, like, 3D, a, yeah. a, well, no, not well, 3D, 3D, but, 3D, but actually pretty good 3D for the PlayStation, yeah. like, they didn't hold back on the rendering of it, and that that the sort of the, the music of the world map in FF9 was cool, and it was like, oh, no, this is a sort of, this is a moment, they presented that real well. But really, in FF9, it, you had it was better like the second time. The first time you were in the Mist Continent, and you're that you're stuck in that valley essentially, and it's like this doesn't seem like. And then you go out, and once you actually get out to the real world map, it's the same. It's the same thing. Well, I think, I, I, think I kind of liked it because it was like just like the Mist Continent was actually misty. Well, right? it was represented as being misty, and it's like, ooh, this is this is kind of cool. There wasn't much for doing it. You were pretty yeah, much just, just walking from the one place to another place. I, just, well, I don't know. I liked it. Whatever. It sticks out for me. 
not as impactful as getting to the actual map, I didn't, didn't think. But then you have to like, I suppose get it was airship. A, I suppose it was quite a big deal in FF7 as well, because it's like the whole leading mid. Yeah, because you spent so long in mid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So yeah, it does feel like the Wind Waker situation, where it feels like there should have been more content in this back half of the game, which might not even be a half. And you, you just seem to... The only locations seem to be the places you need to go, and you find them pretty much in the order you need to go to them. <laughs> mm. Like, you start off on the world map, you sail to the right, and that's the first place you have to go for the main quest. And then you, then it's like, oh, I like can sail north, but then that doesn't really lead anywhere. Or I can sail south, and that's the next place I need to go. <laughs> it's, a, it's like, where's the... where This world map doesn't feel like it's exploring. No, and also... But then I don't think any of the... Cool, like, I've only played the first, but I don't remember well, the that second thing one was particularly exploring. The second one was a lot more expansive and had you going around in the ship for a lot longer and yeah i think you i don't remember when it happens but you like an, you unlock a ship ability that lets you fly over like reefs so that unlocked halfway through the world map you unlock more areas of the world map essentially so there was some exploration in two but yeah and also i think like i think this world map is actually kind of small in this in the in the ds game like it looks big because you can see a continent that you don't go to, I think. It's basically like Golden Sun 1, which is weird to say about the DS game. It's almost like they were planning on making another one in the same way the first two were two halves of one game. This one feels a little sort of similar, where it's like, this seems kind of lacking in content in the second half, and there's this whole segment of that that you don't go to, probably because you were meant to. Mm. <laughs> kind of sucks. Disappointing. Disappointing. So then after that, I said, fuck that. After I said, fuck that, I went back to Mario and Luigi, Dream Team Bros. <laughs> cool. And start playing that again. And that game is still nice. It's still <laughs> nice. It's, it's still a nice a, game. Like, nice Nintendo product, where it's like, quality and, I mean, it's just quality. Just quality. Just a polished thing. Yeah. Just a solid thing to play, and like, it all works. Not overly complicated, but that's fine. Because that's Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, there's certain elements of it which are better, like music and stuff. It's mm. obviously good. Is it still the best one in the series, you reckon? I still prefer the first one out of all of them. Oh, really? Because it was just. What, the Superstar Bros, or was it? Yeah. I just like that one the most because I guess it was because it was the first one. But also, I just kind of like the pixel art as well. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> to a certain extent, that helps. Because, oh, yeah, because how is it done? The sort, is it sort of 3D looking models? I can't remember. What was the, what was the style they landed on? Well, in this, in this one, Dream Team Bros, it's, it's the weird, like, pre rendered sprites. Yeah. Where it's like the, it's it's the same country, animations, but, but like, rendered out. As though they were actual models, except they're not. And yeah. then the world is just a regular ass 3D world. Which is kind of nice. The animations are good. And then you become Mega Luigi. And then he actually has a. That's a real model. Mm. And it looks slightly weird. <laughs> right. As 3D models tend to at a certain point in Nintendo games. Was that actually a 3DS game, that one? Or was yeah. It a regular DS. It's actually 3DS. Yeah. Actually, worth having the 3D on. Yeah, because I remember that some of the special moves like use it really well. Well, some of them do, and some of them it just turns off because it can't. Like right. there's there's one one of the early 
Luigianary attacks. Luigianary. <laughs> it's imaginary, nice. but it's Luigi. Because nice. <laughs> it's the dream world. <laughs> <laughs> One of those attacks that you get early on is controlled by tilting the 3DS. So the 3D just turns off oh, okay. <laughs> while you're doing that and then turns back on afterwards. Okay, I bet, because I guess that was before new yeah, 3DS before the where they could have done, yeah. Even though I, even then, I don't know if that would work for tilting. I guess it it's would. pretty good. The new, the new eye tracking is pretty amazing. But you can theoretically just push the button and turn it back on during that sequence if you want. Oh, so really? Maybe that would still work with the new 3DS. Yeah, maybe. And it's not, it's not as noticeable as you'd think because of the way the scene transitions. Mm. You don't see it like suddenly go whoop right, <laughs> at the end of the 3D. It'd be cool if they scaled it right into 3D, so it'd be like Way. Well, I think it does do that for some of the other ones where the transition is slightly less well hidden. Mm. So, like in that attack, there's like an explosion or whatever at the end that covers it up. Right. The 3D on that Paper Mario game must be pretty cool. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah. And then it also does another weird thing where when you get Mega Luigi and he gets big and it turns into a different battle system, that makes you turn the 3DS into book mode. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? In the middle of the game, it's just randomly like, oh, we'll just do this for a minute. And then it's touchscreen controlled because you're like <laughs> controlling it on that screen and holding it vertically. Huh. And not 3D, obviously, because then yeah, the 3D yeah. turns sideways. Like it's just, it's just like they threw everything in for no apparent reason. That's they cool. just thought it would be it's like, and you know, it works for a change. <laughs> they didn't. They they may have thrown a lot of ideas in, but the ideas themselves are still solid each time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, not overly complicated, but they work. Hmm. I That's got, cool. I haven't got the bit, bit with the beef bros yet. Oh, yeah, I remember the beef bros. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the other thing that's good about that game is just the writing, of course, because all of those games have somehow had pretty good writing. Amazing localization. And, you know, it's funny. When Bowser, Bowser is talking to the other bad guy, and the other bad guy has a traditional vampire accent with lots of Vs, and then Bowser's <laughs> like, say it, don't spray it. That's <laughs> like, okay, that's pretty funny. Man, I love those. That whole style, like, you know, from... I don't even know if it was... It must have been in the original Paper Mario, right? As yeah, well. like, I think so. That 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 whole age of of their games like, and how, how they're presented, just just fantastic. And also weird, like, occasionally... I mean, this is just a traditional Nintendo thing that keeps happening, where occasionally you, you, there's things in it where you're just like, this is weird if you stop and think about what's actually being said about it. Whereas there's like like a toad who's talking about how he wants to go and post photos of his holiday on his blog. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> Where's the internet in Mario Land? <laughs> well, yeah. So, well, you'd think they have it because, you know, some people have, like, in, especially in Paper Mario, right? People have mobile phones and uh, in some cases. Isn't... I guess... And, and, like, doesn't the organizer at the wrestling ring? Yeah, I think that's door, the one right? I was trying to think of. Yeah. That might be a walkie-talkie. I guess, yeah. And just because the crows talk about fat fights doesn't mean the fat fights actually exist. <laughs> that was probably just a comedy thing. Well, yeah, and it could actually be about, you know, literal fat types in Mario. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the language specifics were that, whether you could get away with saying that you were just talking about actual types. <laughs> oh, That could have well, been, you know, that could in, have just in the world awful. where like Professor E. Gerd is communicating for a Game Boy, you know, I mean, he's an inventor. He can get away with that. <laughs> he makes those himself. I guess. 
Someone would have commercialised them. Some some toad. Well, yeah, but they don't, don't appear anywhere else. Well, I guess pay, Thousand Year Door has a, the SP is the communication device as well, isn't it? Yeah. Because you get and mail you, you send, Pete. You send, yeah, it's got email. <laughs> I guess. So there you go. This is the isn't isn't it actually called SP mail as well? I think so. Yeah. SP mail. And also, she can send email from the moon. I mean, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we don't know how far away the moon actually is in Mario's universe. You can get shot to it from with a cannon, so I mean, probably not that far away. Yeah, I guess. Not. <laughs> Although cannons also in Mario's universe are the most efficient form of travel from flying through space. <laughs> Essentially, to fire yourself out of a cannon and you're good because that works somehow. Mario's logic. He fires himself out of cannons all the same time. <laughs> yeah, you must have serious physical problems. <laughs> so there's that. Um, I played some more Factorio, obviously. There's obviously, videos continuing. I'm done with that playthrough. Oh really? Yeah. I'm not okay. done uploading the videos, of course. How many parts? Um, How many parts do we expect? Because there's five so far. <laughs> a lot more than that. Oh boy! I think there might have been somewhere in the region of. 25 parts. Holy cow. It's fine. We uploaded 36 parts of Final Fantasy VII. That's my excuse. It's less than Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, but we did that over the course of like two years. <laughs> that, that was also the only thing we were uploading. And rather than I do these as extra uploads, essentially. Right. Yeah. yeah. It is filling the recent list. Well, that is the problem. <laughs> I was thinking maybe we could just temporarily like rearrange the the YouTube page to not have the re- most have recent, the recent stuff at all. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but then how do you know what's new? Yeah, that is the trouble. Anyway, so yeah, I finished that playthrough. Well, sort of. Finished it as much as I was going to. It ran into <laughs> spoilers for the upcoming videos, but it ran into the classic problem of that I always have a factory and always forget where you never have enough resources when you think you do. Mm. <laughs> you set yourself up and you're like, this is surely going to be enough, and it's not. <laughs> just automatically assume that you're going to need at least twice as much as whatever you just thought of. <laughs> Estimates. Yeah. Oh, project, but I mean, project planning. I excuse myself in this patch because they did actually change like the resource usage of like the science packs and stuff. So I couldn't have necessarily known. Right. So you were working on an old assumption. Well, I was wor- working on. I was working on like quick maths, not actual maths. <laughs> like, I have an Excel sheet where I'd already calculated the previous version. You should have run it through that MATLAB. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'd already had this Excel sheet where I calculated the previous version's balance of resources for the science packs and everything. And then, and but then when I'm recording this new one, I'm just like, I'll just look at the number of find this science pack users and just sort of guess. <laughs> Be like, oh, you used that much iron in this much time, so that probably means I knew about that. And I was wrong. <laughs> I underestimated severely. So yeah, right. and I experienced all the new stuff: nuclear power and nuclear weapons, and a few other bits and pieces. Nuclear, nuclear power is extremely overpowered. Mm. Or well, once you can get to it, it takes a long time to be able to sustain. Because basically, you mine up uranium ore, you refine it, and it separates into like good uranium and bad uranium, essentially, like real uranium does. <laughs> You have the stuff that you could actually use in the power plant and the stuff that's just, like, leftovers, essentially. And that has, like, a 0.7% chance of giving you the good stuff, and then all the rest is crap. 
So you have to sit there for a long time to even get a usable amount of the good stuff. But then the way you actually get more of the good stuff is there's then a subsequent technology you unlock to enrich the uranium, which basically allows you to turn the bad stuff into good stuff. But you need to have like a starter pool of the good stuff. Like you need 40 of the good stuff to be able to run the process and it outputs like 41. So you're basically converting some of the bad stuff into... Put put the 40 back in. Put the 40 back in and then filter off that one. So it takes a long time to get there, but once you get there and you're using that enrichment process on all on the huge amount of crap that you've built up from getting that 40, then you're basically good. You never need to worry about power ever again because mm. the nuclear reactors put, put out so much power. And they have like adjacency bonus. So if you build two next to each other, they basically output twice as much as they normally would. would so work? having two reactors gives you 400% power. How is adjacency bonus a thing? Well, it's to do with, I think, like, they say it's to do with, like, the heat transfer and stuff. Because it's, right. the reactors output heat as, like, a new way of transferring the energy, rather than the old, the traditional boilers where, like, water goes in and steam comes out. Right. So you're heating up the water directly. Mm. It's just, like, heat is, like, not, it's not counted as a fluid like water is, Mm. like it could have been. So, yeah. Okay. You get the fancy reactors, and then you make a nuclear bomb. And it doesn't really have a proper... A, a, it's not doesn't look like a nuclear explosion. But it does do a lot of damage. It's just basically... A, it's just a basically uses the normal explosion graphics that they use for other explosions. But it just creates a ring that radiates outwards and just decimates everything in the, in that, inside that circle. Hmm. So it's really powerful, but also really expensive, because obviously you're having to use your good uranium. Yeah, yeah. And quite a lot of it. So it's very late game, but just for getting good of alien encampment. So yeah, if you want to just annihilate something real quick, mm. have an emergency one. Yeah, have just that. Make sure you don't accidentally fire it in your base. <laughs> <laughs> That's the important thing. Did you do that as well? <laughs> no, but it would be quite easy to because of the way targeting weapons works in Factorio. Mm. And also, I think the nukes. I don't know if the nukes can auto fire or whether you have to use this the target cursor. Because normally when you... There's two different buttons for firing in Factorio. You have space, which just targets the nearest thing you can shoot. And as soon as you're in range, it starts shooting. So you just hold it down when you're fighting biters and just drag the mouse cursor over them or whatever. And then you have C, which shoots where you're aiming. So that's more for, like, when you're if you're using the shotgun, you can shoot in a specific direction, or, like, if you want to use the shotgun to clear trees or whatever. Right. And I'm not sure the nuke can... Because, like... Well, well, even if it does use both, say you had been equipped and you accidentally push C, <laughs> and then your mouse cursor is just somewhere on the screen, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> you're completely fucked. <laughs> Fire that directly into the middle. That's the reason I don't. That's the reason when whenever I'm in my base, I always equip the submachine gun because the shotgun will fire whatever direction you're facing when you push the button, even space. I think hmm. the shotgun will just fire. And then, the, like that, you end up shooting your own factory. <laughs> Whereas the machine gun does not. The machine gun has to have a target, unless you use C specifically. So yeah, don't blow your own shit up. It's important. Top tip. Top tips. And then I started a new game factory on Death World settings, where the Death World. Have, yeah, the biters evolve a lot quicker, and oh. everything is more expensive to make. Which oh dear. Basically, a race against time to. Not get overwhelmed. No, I see. That seems sensible. Yeah. Well, the trouble is, that, like I say, it's a race against time to not get overwhelmed. 
but it's like they've upped the bite of evolution so they evolve faster but they've made everything more expensive so in reality what it means is like you're just waiting for stuff a lot more because <laughs> you have to you have to increase your production so massively to overcome that multiplier of resources that's put in there so especially right at the in the earliest game we're like just making one more mining drill takes way longer than it used to mm. So there's quite a lot of waiting around. The early game's not so good. And obviously, because of the way the biter revolution has been increased to include pollution, it's like, so if you do up your production massively, that also makes the biters evolve faster. Hmm. So then you're sort of wanting to constrain yourself anyway. And then you have to wait more. It's like, I mean, I don't mind. Would it have been better just to have improved the the evolution speed rather than make the resource costs higher? Like, you know, so... so I mean, maybe. Just increase the aggressiveness, so like the... I mean, that's a, you can have that setting as well. That's just called dangerous instead of death world. <laughs> right. Death world is basically there's the different the different settings like that. You have you have death world, which is the more dangerous biters and more expensive stuff. You have dangerous, which is just the more dangerous biters, and then you have marathon, which is just the more expensive stuff. So right. it's like death world is the combined marathon and dangerous, see, yeah. essentially. So yeah, there's that. And uh, that's probably mostly it. I did try streaming some more, but I I wanted to try the new OBS. Where can they find your streaming? <laughs> Very rarely on Twitch HSZ, I think, is that, what that that's called. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I tried. I wanted to try the new OBS, the OBS Studio. Oh yeah. Wanted to try that to see if that solved my mysterious Rocket League problem where it just like locks up. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't. So that's obviously a problem with act, like actual Rocket League slash my internet connection. Or, or some kind of conflict between everything. Yeah. I might try turning the bitrate down and see if it can, see if it's just like, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't even be anywhere near my actual upload cap even at the bitrate Twitch once, which is like 5,000. Mm, I still think Rocket League is picky anyway. Well, as I said, I think it's just like the weird slight lag spikes I occasionally get in Rocket League. It's mm. just some combination with the OBS upload. It like amplifies it and then it jams up. Mm. It's quite strange. Kind of sucks because I probably would stream that more if, if it worked. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I don't play Rocket League a lot. <laughs> no, no. Oh, the tournament's actually going to happen. Yay. <laughs> For real this time. Maybe starting tomorrow. So what, what team should we be shouting for? <laughs> Our team is now officially called Nintendo Download Express, I think. <laughs> I don't know why. Has it got the I think on the end? No. That would be even better. Does it have a hyphen? The X is an X. Express. <laughs> the hell? I don't know. All the team names are dumb. There's one team name that's just called Dam. D-A-M. <laughs> and it stands for something. I don't remember. Right. Damn. Damn. So yeah, that may happen. And you know, there's been talk and the possibility of like actually live streamed on Giant Bomb if you get to the finals. Who knows? Nice. I have no, I have no perception of how difficult this is going to be. You'll soon find out, I'm sure. Yes. Well, you might might be a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, it might. But Giant Bomb's a pretty big community. Yeah, and, you know, at this point, it's people who are still playing Rocket League. Mm, sure. <laughs> and that sort of self-filters a bit. Sure. Mm. But there'll be a minimum. 
competency. Well, you Standard. hope there's a minimum competency, but then your lemon count is pretty high. <laughs> My personal lemon count. Yeah. I mean, the teammates that I'm playing with, they seem fine. There's not, they're lower than me, I guess. Hmm. Might be equivalent to you and Rick. Well, that's fine then. Yeah. You'll do all right. Probably. You'll do 100% average, like we always do. Yep. Seems like it. So yeah, there's that. That's maybe going to happen. Maybe cool. I'll save some replays or something. Oh, I mean, I'll probably save some replays if anything cool happens, as I usually do. And I was playing on American servers to train myself. Mm. Although lag isn't real, actual lag rather than lag spikes isn't as nearly nearly as bad as you think it is in Rocket League. Mm. It's just a constant hunting thing. You, it's not really that noticeable. Well, yeah, because you were telling me as well that actually the weird thing is that it seems like American people play, playing Rocket League just have the same ping as you playing Rocket League. Yeah, it's like I hadn't really thought about it, but like because obviously America is large, some people just have bad pings, so the ping range on American servers is much larger than it is on European servers. Hmm. We're lucky, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's that. No, we need to talk about Zelda, I guess. Well, Zelda I got, times. I got two other things. I have actually got two other things to talk about. <laughs> really? Even Go though you spent like the last week before this where you were like, I can't play any game ever. And I didn't, really. <laughs> uh, well, actually, no, that's a lie. I got a, li- I got a little bit of Professor Layton time. <laughs> well, okay, when you're traveling. That's, yeah. That's your um, travel game. Pretty much. Um, I just wanted, The only reason I wanted to bring that up is because that game threw a bit of a curveball. Um, yeah. After all this time, yeah. After all this puzzling, it's like it goes. Su- it suddenly went into a bit of a sort of a dungeon. Like there's a dungeon section with like puzzles, rock pushing puzzles, like just that aren't presented in the. They're just presented as <laughs> the actual physical movement. Yeah, something just, ha- like draw a line. Yeah, something you have to. Something you kind of have to do to progress. And uh, it it just that, that section went on for way too long. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was quite bored of it by the end. Uh, I have got through that section now, and I'm back to the... It's like, it, it does these flashback things, where it's like, oh, here's a story that unfolded in the past that is very obviously spoiling, who, like, who the main antagonist is. Sure. I mean, it's one of those kind of games where it's like... It's, it's really, really obvious, obvious. Immediately. Like, really obvious. <laughs> it's the guy who's called Evil McEvil. <laughs> well, no, it's not, even, it's not even that. It's, well, spoilers, I guess, but... The guy who was your friend, who is it's mysteriously he's never known, mentioned in the present. He's never mentioned in the present, and it, but it's known that he dies. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Oh, do you mean? The, I mean, the twist will be if it's not him. <laughs> well, okay, that would be the best twist if they if they if it seems really obvious and then it's not. Yeah. Well, I say that would be the best twist, but can also they have it's just someone where random sucks. where it's like nothing, no one to do with this backstory at all. It's just like, oh, it's I'm, <laughs> I'm Doctor Robotic turns out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That can be good, but it can be dumb in a different way. Yeah, because out of the blue twists are bad, also. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes they can be all right. Like, like just like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> but perhaps you don't make those your main game plot twist. Like, I don't know. Then again, that bit in Bayonetta where you're suddenly riding a missile <laughs> in space. Perfect. <laughs> it's a plot twist, exactly. It was, it was quite bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> and the credit sequence that gets not allowed to finish. Uh, I don't know. That's been done. Yeah, I don't think that's. That surprising, even it was a bit. It was a bit bonkers. You were just like, "What's going on?" 
Anyway, yeah, so there's a little bit of that. The other thing before we get to the Zelda onslaught is I did go and finish the Nexus challenge <laughs> in Heroes of the Storm. Uh, and what did you get for your effort? So, well, the week one stuff was is you get the um, uh, the officer's, officer diva skin for Overwatch. So it makes diva look like a cop. Yeah. I mean, it's, pretty, it's a pretty cool skin. It's worth having. And then you get like a cop bike as a, as a mount in Heroes of the Storm as well. Um, uh, so, so, yeah, I got that. And then I forget what the rest of there's, there's like the, the, the second week was a boring old spray or something or like. Some, some nonsense but then the main draw is if you manage to do all four weeks worth of challenges is you get 10 loot boxes hmm. in both games and it's like oh okay that actually seems like a reasonable target to gun for so we did, did and you, I got that did you get anything out of those loot boxes I haven't actually opened my Overwatch ones yet oh. I opened all my Heroes of the Storm ones and I actually oh I, I, like, I didn't get that much interesting out of it. I did get a hero out of it okay. like, as, so as a purchasable item getting a hero in, in HOTS is actually I guess something yeah. Well, getting anything, I suppose. They're all purchasable. That's how that game works. <laughs> yeah, I but the heroes are the things you want, I guess. Um, and they did also, like, in the last week, reveal that, uh, hey, Diva's now in Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. So as, as a purchasable thing. I, I guess because Overwatch launched after Heroes of the Storm did, they're sort of slowly moving more and more Overwatch content into the into, into Heroes of the Storm. And, uh, yeah, she, she looked like she could be it's it's an interesting touchstone because all those Overwatch characters seem to play quite a lot like how they do in Overwatch in Heroes of the Storm. Like they've they've been able to almost one to one map their abilities. Well, it's because they basically have abilities that are like moments. Yeah, but it, but it's cool because it means I can pick up like so. I when I first started playing the game, I went to Lucio because it's like I kind of know how he's going to play, and that was a real help to me to, to be able to get into the game it's like I know how he's going to act and for the most part yeah he acts like that although his wall riding stuff is a bit bizarre like there's quite an emphasis on like oh he gets extra defense or extra abilities if you if you if you're wall riding at that precise moment in time so always be wall riding which is a bit weird um and, and hard to pull off but I guess you need a pro strat <laughs> yeah um so yeah, I think I'm starting to actually understand the game a bit more. You know, it took a little while. Like, you know, I went for a phase. I think last time I was looking at it, go, all right, what just happened? And how did I die? And to be honest, the last few times I played it, that has been a lot less. I think I'm starting to get it. Um, and weirdly, I've got the thing like Heroes of the Storm has the thing where every map has a gimmick, right? Yeah. That you have to play to, and uh, I kind of wish there was at least just one that didn't. <laughs> Like that sounds weird for me because the gimmicks are what drew me into the game. It does make the map more interesting, maybe. But I think maybe as a palette cleanser, you need a level where it's not gimmicky. Like, and that would actually fit. Mm. You'd have ones with the crazy stuff, and that's like that's that's fine. And just to have one without would also be fine. Just boring ass. This is the nexus or something like this is this is the level kind of thing. Um, but then would everyone just gravitate to that? I don't know. Um, yes, but does that become the pro mode? Yeah. Uh, I found myself having more of a good time with that game than I expected. I really did. I think I kind of... I think it's all right. Like, I, I still, I'm still hung up on the fact that I do screw up the control frequently because it's RTS control. It's MOBA control. And I would really... That, I, I still think those games would be way better 
if you just moved your character in a WASD sort of fashion and then fired off the moves as you wanted, maybe using the mouse to assist, you know, to do that stuff. I still think those games would be much better if they played that way. Uh, but they don't, so whatever, you're stuck with it. Uh, and yeah, I had, I had a good time. Uh, the, but boy, is it it's a lot better if you can play with a team of five people on chat. Well, naturally. Because we did that with... Um, because it turns out uh, Scottish John uh, from from my old Cambridge crew has a posse that in chat rooms and stuff, and we linked up with them, Kippers and I, and had some really good games. And yeah, if you get a team together, a lot of fun is to be had. It's a uh, it's a cool thing. It's not fr- weirdly that whole thing about like MOBA rage and like people get like super frustrated. And it's like when you've got your team together, that's not a thing. You can't like, well, that, yeah, yeah, but you can't just like point. Yeah. Cause the Kippers and I are playing alone. It's like, Oh, you definitely get lemons. You get people AFK and you get people like feeding, uh, like clearly just walking into battles. They have no place being in. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. you get your team together. All of that goes away. And it's a, and it's a properly good thing. It's not saying anything about like, Personalities, it's just saying like it's you're just, just it's not just, stuck with random people, yeah. And people that don't just just solo in those games are the worst. It's like you can you can be a random and not be an ass, right? That's the thing. Like you can you can support and still play well. You don't have to go out on your own. And well, yes, that's the, that's the main thing about every multiplayer game ever, like Rocket League and everything. Yeah. That's why there's a separate queue for solos, solo free versus, yeah. versus standard in, in free in ranked. Sure. You go there and then you know that everyone is going to be a single player and if they suck then you can call them lemons because they're, they're lemons. Yep. It's not because they, they were the one person who wasn't communicating and everyone else was. Mm. Everyone has equal opportunity to communicate. As usual, this, this, these good experiences though did get me thinking. Is like, would would you or ever play a game like that? Would you like? Because we talked about Dota at one point, and it's like eh, maybe we should. And we know that you know a friend of ours, Barlow, got into Dota big for a while, and uh, it's like maybe there's something to it. And it's like I still think Dota is way beyond what I'll ever oh, want sure. to play. I I I don't think I will go that far. But lots is a good time. Yeah, I think I don't like that controls either. It is a problem, for sure. I, but it's 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 something you can overcome. And you know, I think that like it's the same problem that I had with, and uh, I, I guess other similar games where it's just like I was exposed to one kind of it, and then I was stuck. It was like. I like Monday Night Combat, and then that's it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and to this day, it's still the best, in my opinion. Although, Paragon seems to be doing all right for itself, and that's a bit more direct control MOBA, right? Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, I was wondering whether that's worth checking out. But then Smite is that as well, right? And Smite is still going. Well, and the other trouble with this situation is that, like, none of, none of them are, like, Stand out enough to make you care. I guess. I guess no. If you, if you're not but inherently the interested hasn't set in the that. world on fire, has it? Or nor has Smite. So, like no. neither of those two games are like well known enough. I guess. I guess. Which is like if you're not inherently interested in that style, and you're not, you think if you, if there's any 
part of it that you don't like, then it doesn't matter what the game is, and there's so many of them, and they're just like you don't know. Yeah, what about each one might be better than the others, or whatever. But then I'm still not 100 percent sure. Since Monday Night Combat, there's been one that it, that will tick all our boxes. Well, no, it's, it's about, that's why it's, we haven't played it. It's about trying to get close at this point. Yeah, but then you you don't have to play it. I guess. That's the other option. Yeah. Don't waste your time doing something that's not something you necessarily 100 percent want to do. It's probably why I stopped playing Dark Souls and stuff like that. Yeah, I where I, like I tried and Witcher, like I tried and then I wasn't 100% enjoying it, and other things were available. <laughs> yeah, that's where you and I differ. You can stop. Well, you, your problem is achievements, though, for some reason. I, I finished. I have to finish. It's not like you can finish Hans. Not like there's no. achievements, really. I don't know. Oh, that's, that's, uh, yeah, so that's a wildly different thing. But like with single-player games, like you said, it's like, oh, yeah, I have to finish. You, I don't think you do, though. <laughs> I think you just you maybe it's just one of the games that t- to the, that kind of like if you had if 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 after our video you had tried playing Dark Souls I bet you would have stopped <laughs> maybe <laughs> regardless of there being achievements because there are in the Steam version maybe I don't think you would have continued it's the, the, you don't get that, exposed that, that, to that level of. Well, yeah, Dark Souls might be beyond. Yeah, but what you're saying is, I don't. I, I play bad games, but not bad enough. Get or games that I am too against. And the other thing with like our Steam videos is, you the games that you get stuck playing there are the, the small indie things where it's not actually difficult to get the achievements. Well, I suppose I never. Well, I haven't played that much Contraption Maker after we did that. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's just. And the achievements seem really awful. Like actually, quite egregious in that like yeah. there's a lot of content and actually like some of this you'd have to specifically set up levels to jip the achievements in some cases yeah when it's just a grind you yeah. can escape and also coin crypt yeah that was the other one i didn't attach to but or didn't feel the need to really play yeah, but that's, that's still your percentage game where it's just like how much percentage of these achievements can get versus uh, how much time would i have to spend doing it i suppose yeah. <laughs> there is a bit of that the Rob calculations. Speaking of which, I should really go back to Aero because I reckon I can get more of those achievements. I reckon I can complete that. You've already got a lot of them. There's one. There's one that I don't know how to get. There is one hidden one. I hate I, him. That I have no idea. I've seen the icon for it because yeah. you can, but I've got no idea what it is. Um, because it's not tight. The, all the other achievements are just tied to progression. Mm. No, and I reckon I'll get through master difficulty, but. Uh, but yeah, but that one I have got no idea what it could be because it's it's not even the the most rare achievement is a thing. Some people, like quite a lot of people, have got it. That doesn't necessarily mean it's difficult. That could just be something like just, it's, yeah, one it's of those just, things yeah. that you don't see unless you're looking at a certain place yeah, exactly. at a certain time or something. I, I have no idea. Those are always the worst, like for him achievements, where it's just like do a specific thing that no one would ever think to do. Which is a shame. Our boy was full of them. Oh well, they had a lot of like those exploratory achievements. Not exactly though. I, I mean, there was two. There was the main one where it's like hit your dude a thousand times. Oh yeah, yeah. That's... Like, why would you ever do that, that unless was, that you was were grinding for an achievement? Yeah, that was the one I didn't do because it's a bit ridiculous. It didn't actually take that long if you do grind for it. Oh, did you get it? Yeah, you just stand there and hit the button for like a couple of minutes. Okay. It doesn't actually take as long as you think it would. Right. right. <laughs> 
Maybe I should do that because like, the, 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 the one. Again. Yeah, that's the one stopping me for getting the completed rank. So yeah, Rob has problems with achievements. Eternally, <laughs> I like achievements. The worst ones are the ones you, you know when you look at a game and you're just like, "That's an achievement I'm never going to get." Well, the worst ones are the ones like, like literally impossible. To get. Well, some of them are like uh, the ones that bother me. Are like in Red Out, for instance, there's one for win a race online. It's like to start us getting into an online game is practically impossible because there aren't that many people playing it. Sure. And secondly, when you do get into a game, the people playing it are obscenely good. Yep. Well, any online machines are always like that. Yeah. I think it's Zelda time. Yep. I think it probably is. So what happened? You 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 lent Rob your Switch. Yep. Okay. It's not like Com- I'm using it. Complete with so dark and everything. Ro- yeah. So now I can give you the Rob perspective on both the Switch and and Zelda, I guess. Okay. Suck it to Well, the start of Zelda, yeah. So uh, let me talk about Switch first, actually. Like, let's get the, the, the actual machine out of the way. Um, I, I do really like that thing and the concept of it and how it... I'm actually using it in both handheld and docked form. Yeah. More... and doing the switch more than I thought I would actually like I thought mm. it's like oh, it's going to be ducked I'll just use it as a console and it's like no actually there's quite a lot of occasions where you know no one's watching the telly or we're sat on the couch together and something needs to be on but I yeah. want to do something and actually drifting off to use, use the PC you know I, I mean I, I would still do that but you know I'm not gonna, <laughs> so I'm not it's gonna, only five more feet away yeah I'm not going <laughs> to stop doing that but actually being on my brand new couch with the switch <laughs> Is really nice, um, you know. I, I like that. It's it's and it being using it in handheld mode is handheld mode. And then mode, mode, heard mode, heard mode is impressive. Yeah, like it's and it's satisfying every time I use it in that format. I am satisfied with the experience and. Uh, you know, I don't even. But it's, it's the only time I use the touch screen, but like going into sleep mode, like like <laughs> when you bring up the menu and then go tap tap tap, and it's like I actually like like that process. Weirdly, that's a thing, and it's like I don't know. I, uh, I that stuff I I really like. Uh, that said, I have had a couple of technical issues. One being the left Joy-Con, the classic left Joy-Con. I can't talk. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> um, the left Joy-Con transmission thing. Uh, that I don't think that Zach will never experience, right? Because the way you use the thing, yeah. So it's not a problem for you. Um, but for me, the the range of the left Joy-Con isn't an, isn't long enough. Well, I blame your coffee table. Well, yeah, maybe because it's, it's very metal. reflective glass. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but still, that that shouldn't be a problem. Like it it is a problem, but it shouldn't be. Um, and that you know, it's it is just random disconnects and. Uh, on just the left side it, and you know that happens frequently enough that that is super problematic my solution has been to actually just move the dock so it's in a a position where i can actually pull it out and put it on the floor a few feet further forward no oh, no <laughs> like like old gamecube with a handle style you know and that does mostly solve the problem uh so yeah that's that's a a concern at this point. Uh, but, you know, I have the, that hot day one Joy-Con, which might be shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Who you knows? Might, you might have the one without the ridiculous foam they have to put, pump into it. Yeah. Um, 
I haven't had your battery problems at all. You haven't noticed the battery no, problems? No, I haven't had a single... Well, perhaps been, I haven't had a long you, enough session. Yeah, if you've but, been using it more in not dock mode, you probably wouldn't have oh, no, yeah, recharged every time you attached it. I suppose I have been recharging it every time, except for right now, but they're not. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, but no, I've not, I've not had... I've not noticed. That, that was really the one reason that I played it not docked was when the charge of the controllers ran out and I had to play it not docked because it was the charge <laughs> right, sure. <Yeah. laughs> like if I wanted to continue playing I had to undock it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's that and I had one oddity today where I couldn't get the console to output in anything other than 480p. Weird. Even though the option was set to 1080 yeah. it was still spitting out the crap signal through the dock. Hmm. So yeah. And I got really, uh, really worried for a <laughs> yeah, moment. Yeah, you probably should. Yeah, because it's like, well, oh, what, 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 what have I done to it? And it's like, so I turned off the whole setup and, yeah, and turned off, some fully weird... reset the switch, like, you know, so put it into properly Power off. Power off, yeah. yeah. Turned everything back on, made sure I booted the switch in handheld, docked it, problem was still there, and I'm like, oh, God. And then, but then actually that time the setting had switched to being in 480p mode okay. and I could switch it back to 1080 and it was fine. Maybe it's just like it was like some slight glitch in your HDMI setup for your amp or whatever. Possibly. Yeah. It accidentally it did, got it, jammed on the wrong signal. It did confuse the TV a bit because like uh, my 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 TV is normally pretty good at keeping its settings, but every now and then if something goes that it doesn't expect, like like a low quality signal, it will swap from the just scan mode, which is clearly what every TV should should just be on, um, to sixteen by nine, which is weirdly zoomed in a bit. Hmm. So I don't know why that exists. It's such a weird thing. Why don't TV like they, you've built your TV with this specific resolution? Show that resolution. <laughs> so dumb. TVs are stupid. <laughs> yep, as always. Anyway, but that's all I've had. I, like I, I, I think it's, it's a quality little device, and I've, I've watched a few little trailers on it and stuff through the news panel and things like that. And, <laughs> the few that exist. Yeah. Did you try the sniffer clips demos? I haven't. No, no. I, I, I will probably try and see what. See what that's like with Gnome. I tell you, it's not very long. No, uh, well, <laughs> as you would imagine for yeah. a Nintendo demo. Do they have like the usage restrictions? Like, they, no, like, you can only play this ten times. I think or that's one okay, I did have a quick look to see if there was a fast RMX demo, but no luck. Yeah, like Snipper Clips is the only demo. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's true. Kind of sucks. I really want to see what fast RMX looks like more than anything. I know how it's going to play because it will play the same. Yeah, but. Like apparently the, the the visual improvement that they put into that apparently is is noteworthy. Um, so I would like to have seen that in action, but I, ca- I can't really justify spending the bones to play that game on your Switch. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> Other than maybe you would play it afterwards, and I would grow the church of fast racing. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so Zelda, boy. That's a game. Yep. Zelda, that is a game. That is a game. It's a game and a half, I would venture to say. <laughs> it's quite enormous. <laughs> like, it's fucking gigantic. It's big, but I'm like, I'm, well, I'm, I must be more than, I thought I was 12 hours in. I must be closer to 15, like 16 hours into it and something like that. Because it has, over, and that's only like in one week, it has become the game well, that I've I mean, that's what you do. So That's it. Yeah. Well, more, but more so. You've just had time to also play. It. Yeah. <laughs> I've, had, I've had quite a good amount of time this week to actually play stuff. And it's, uh, but yeah, it has overtaken what I want to do in a way like. <laughs> Hopefully you still want to play it to some extent. 
You're not just forcing yourself to do it. No, no, no. I, I, that's, that's what I mean. It's like it, is, it has one of the biggest draws I think I've experienced in the game for a while. Like, that is... Like, I've got downtime. I want to be playing Zelda. It's like I was doing Happy Salad videos yesterday, <laughs> reluctantly, because I wanted to be playing Zelda. And it's... Uh, it, it's... it's it, mm. Let's start with all the positives first, because you know, like like always, <laughs> I, I'm going to get, I'm going to do what I normally Into do, the get, stuck, well. get stuck in the negatives, because that's what I can talk about. Like yeah. that, that's me, and I'm the critic, yeah, <laughs> the most critical of critics. But that game has a has a just a, a sense to it that a, a feeling, a you being in that world gives a sensation that I'm not a hundred percent sure I've ever felt in a game before. With mm. the possible exception of Red Dead, right? Yeah, like, I can see a, that. Yeah, there's a. It's it's weird. Like it does the open world thing. In like just despite it ticking a lot of the open world boxes, mm. it is so completely different. Mm. In in like so the the thing that I get from like there is a a, a relaxation and a oh I don't even know like. I don't even know where to start is the problem with this. It's mm. like the first thing obviously you get is the atmosphere and it's like, yeah, it's possibly the most relaxate, relaxing open world space to be in. Well, it's because it's like, like, you're not, you're not constantly under attack. No, like, you choose to engage. And, like, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> mostly. Yeah. Mostly. Like, you know, things will jump out of the ground occasionally, but like, it's just, just wandering around the, the fact that it's, not playing an irritating musical score the entire time. <laughs> yeah, little, that stuff's genius. The little blinks and bloops everywhere. Like, I just, uh, it's in a, it, that that feeling. Like at the end of a day, especially when you, all you want to do is just sit down and chill out, and yeah. you can put some Zelda on. That's amazing. Like it's, it's, so it washes over you, and it's uh, it's exactly what I need. <laughs> Basically, this game, like that sense, is exactly what I want from a game right now. I think it's genius that they've split up that for me, I don't know about everyone, but for me, the the way they've split up the dungeons into these tiny little shrines, I'm always excited to find a shrine. I'm never like daunted to like go in and, you know, because it's going to be hours of <laughs> gameplay. Where well, I guess be... that, that was true at first until I discovered a couple that were like irritating, but we'll come back right. to those. Yeah. Like, I, and I do wish the shrines had so far they all you know they all look look, look the same i kind of wish that the in- yeah there was a bit more variety fair. in the internal design that, that was part. um that was pretty much the only like criticism i can remember from a zero punctuation was exactly that yeah it, it i mean I, I know they're going for something right it's like you clearly know you're in an old chicer environment i guess and it's consistent but perhaps too consistent yeah um, i can see that uh yeah, yeah. So, that, so, 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 there's that. I mean, you know, it's, it is worth like just repeating that thing about the music. It is, it is both strange and brilliant. Like, because like, just the, the fact that the world doesn't really have a tune is probably yeah. the best move they could have made. Yeah, and, like, it's the, really just good. a little. Oh, the weather's getting nicer, so we'll play that. Like sort of little, yeah. almost like the morning mm. theme, right? I'm yeah. also like, disappointed that it doesn't have yeah, the classic I know. morning. That that because I thought that was the morning theme <laughs> yeah. for a while. That's what, and it's like, uh, yeah, I really wish that would have actually been there. <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. The trouble is that that piano version of that. into music. <laughs> yeah, sure, but <laughs> so it doesn't it need quite to. Quite sense. Yeah, it could have just ended at the doo-doo, 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 yeah. Yeah. And just stopped. Um, 
that when there is music though, and I'm not even the town music's fine, no problem with yeah. that. But when there is music though, like the, the combat music and the the weird guardian music, and even when you're on a horse music, it does feel a little bit like someone just let a cat loose on a piano. I think that the 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 combat music is wearing on me now. I think that just general, like there is a threat the nearby music. music. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah, that could do with a bit of variety sometimes. It's just like I know what they're going for with the guardians as well. It's like, oh, they're machines, and let's let's play weird. Especially when you see the big roaming guardians in the world, and it just it is just someone with getting their hands Well, that's important because then you can you hear that little tinkly bit at the start, and you know you're about to get locked on. Yeah, yeah. I run find something. Sure, it it works in place, but yeah, I wish there was more. There was a bit more music. In a, in a way, uh, that but it does have like I like the Guardian thing theme. That's good about those musics is that they have the awesome like end of fight sting, like yeah, you kill totally sure, yeah. yeah, that's you awesome. Do the little bit, yeah, or the ding ding when the um uh like camp chests open, mysterious bell over, and I I don't know if you've noticed, but when you do these. Test of strength in the Guardian. I've track. done one, and you're fighting. I did the minor one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> As you probably should, because because I, I stumbled on the modest one first. I found the major <laughs> then, one first, and I was like, I've just broken all my weapons. I think if you go back to the Salacast, yeah, that's quite oh, funny. You found the major one first. <laughs> yes, like, there's one. It's the one off the coast of Hatano. Yeah, yeah. it's it's on the island, isn't it? Yeah. But like, yeah. The way so I my got logic that was my from l- the modest one. <laughs> oh, I hadn't right gone up. I hadn't gone up there. So my logic was. um Go to, well, go to Kakariko and then go to Hatano for the Kakariko. tech lab because they <laughs> Kakariko, and then go to Hatano because they tell you the tech labs there. And then on yeah. the way to the tech lab, there's a sign going down, and you get a side quest to clear out the beach. Go, go down to the beach, beat the up the guys, see the island, go over there, and then oh, make I the see. chest of strength. That was my yeah. literal progression from the start of the game, <laughs> and I was like, right, oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> So I didn't. I didn't do that beach that long ago because yeah, I've got to stay, stay on the good, stay on that the good. Yeah, I'll come hard, back. Yeah. As I was saying <laughs> yeah. about those about those tests, I don't know if you noticed, but if you use a guardian weapon against the guardians in that shrine, you get a different bit of music. Like oh, no. steam mixed into the middle of that track. Because huh. I do do that. Use the weapons against them. Quite. I like the guardian weapons. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's not that different. It's just like, it is just a sting, but it's like, oh, oh I hit you with a guardian weapon and it plays a slightly different <laughs> transition. Mm. Cool. It's kind of cool. Very cool. I always like that kind of reactive music stuff. Yeah, me that, too. That's a thing that exists. Thank God for FDL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so, like, some, some of the FTL soundtrack came on the other day while I was working and it's like... This is a really good soundtrack. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> so that was the cool thing about Twilight Princess, right? When you get into the stabbing the boss in the eye mode and you get that stupid bit of music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're stabbing the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. It got really happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else we got to say? Like, uh, not- yeah, I think that those are my major ups, I think. I, li- I, like, I like that it's very hands-off as well yeah. which is it's so unlike a nintendo game well just like just, go i don't know vaguely go this direction between yeah. those two mountains probably and, but you don't have to whatever and that things are so far away 
Okay, there's like more than ever before. This game is about the journey. I know, like people say that it's, it's not about the the, the goal. It's about the <laughs> journey, and it's like it's about the exploration, though, isn't it? It's, it's about the adventure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, and this 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 has that because it so doesn't tell you about because you don't even know where you're going. Yeah, really. it's just like it, you are on adventure. You are yeah without memory. You are like here's here's the just just go and do these things. Good luck, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like a better version of the classic Skyrim thing of like you just walk in a direction and do whatever you come across. Mm, Except mm. in this game, it's like much, much better. <laughs> yeah. Much, much better consistent. done. Yeah. And not quite I mean, such a commitment as Skyrim. Because people said this when this first was coming, about to come out, that it was like going to be Zelda meets Skyrim. And it's just so reductive, isn't it? Because they've just mm. made it so much. I can see that, but they've just made it so much better than that. It's, it's so its own thing. Mm. And that's an incredible thing to achieve in a space of filled with open world games that they've they have somehow made something new, um, and clearly the Korok seeds are the best thing about the game. Oh, they're amazing! Yeah. Well, no, just, actually, the guy himself um, who gives you who you trade oh, in yeah, with, yeah, Korok, yeah, so no, he's H- the best. Hestu, he's Hestetsu, whatever his Hestu. name is. He's clearly the best character. His little dance is so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're satisfying every time. And, yeah. Like, but so is finding the seeds. Like, oh yeah, just, it's brilliant. Maybe you just haven't found enough yet, though. But maybe that will start to weigh you down eventually. I think I found like thirty. How many do you get? Did you get Zeg? I'm over a hundred now. Yeah, I got like five hundred. I got enough Holy to get shit. all the upgrades, basically. <laughs> right. And then five hundred. I was done with the game at that point. Well, so. see, see, I found like thirty odd already, and I'm like nowhere bored of it. Like, oh, there's a ring of lilies. Right, where do I dive into that? Um, there's like, oh, there's a mysterious unfinished stone circle. Oh, I know what to do with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, that rock is really weirdly placed. I better pick that up. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's I awesome. love that. I yeah, love it. You could just, just wonder the, doing the, the satisfaction and of nothing else. One of, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, sat- <laughs> the satisfaction of figuring one of those out. Like, even if they're. Even... Does it count as figuring out exactly, though? I, I mean, some of them the are... first time. When you realize you have to put the block into the place on the same thing, it's just like, oh, sure. That's what you're going to do every time. <laughs> every time, yeah. But then. They do get more complicated I've though more sometimes. Of them, like, like the apple trick and like the. Oh, okay, yes. You're, as I said, you're still at the point where the it's new all, ones are still I'm, happening. I'm still finding new ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, even when sometimes it's just like, oh, I've climbed a tree and there's a thing here. Or, oh, I know what the little paper windmills mean. There'll be something if I go there. And sure. Yeah, they are. The, the leaf race. And the ones and, that do yeah. have. Slight variations are like the windmill ones. Yeah, it's like these can be slightly different. So that's I'm pretty bad at hitting small targets yeah, like acorns. That <laughs> they can gone. be really difficult for some yeah. unspecified reasons. It's like I do understand why they put so many of them in there now. <laughs> like now, though, it's like it's just like oh right, like because you're not going to stumble upon well, the vast majority, and because there's just like a lot of space to put them. In. Yeah, you may as well put something there. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the other. That, that's that's also, that, that's also worth picking up on. It's like the there is a rather large for a, again for an open world game, especially a massive one. There is a rather large amount of nothing. Mm. In in that there's a large amount of environment where you're just wandering around and you don't find anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some I, bits. I don't know if that's a problem bad. or not. Yeah. I'm sure if that if that was Grand Theft Auto, they'd have like put in more detail there. I was thinking about this the other day, um, but it doesn't. 
detract from it, I don't think, that much, really. Because there's more, like, the Corexes are actually something to actually do, which mm. you might find on top of a mountain. Whereas if you go to the top of a mountain in GTA, it's very pretty and you can jump off it and everything. But, I, you know. <laughs> but it's a realistic know. top of a mountain where yeah, there isn't anything. Exactly. Where there isn't anything. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like. I, I don't know if it was it, it the I do think the world feels like, especially in the mountainous areas and stuff, it does sort of look like or feel like it's been dragged out in a t- in a tool, you know, a topography oh, tool. And mean, then like, they, like then then they've come in and like decorated it, but they've run out of frame budget or whatever. So this is just the level that they've got to. And I think it's really effectively done. Like the grass is as is a thing as a thing is, is so is, good. Is, it, and, yeah, it's it's actually kind of amazing that yeah, the hardware can do that. So, I mean, so I think it's effective, uh, but it doesn't have like it that you can still see that in a way that you can't in the in like the Grand Theft Auto world, or right, maybe like you can in... still see the repeating assets essentially. Oh, I yeah, see. and and there maybe. are a lot of them for sure. Yeah, like there's a lot of like oh, yeah. you've seen this, you've seen this particular tree layout, you've seen this. But I think it's <laughs> this speed tree. I think but it's yeah. worth it to make the world the size that it is on the hardware for sure. I I wouldn't have traded it for a smaller like because it because it you need the expanses to be moving through and stuff to feel like you're on that adventure and stuff it's not like there's big areas where there's nothing it's just that it's just that there's definitely corners of the map where there's a lot less (laughs) let's say sure yeah and i've definitely been up a mountain or two and then like got to the top of it and been like there's nothing here that was a complete waste of time but at least you can glide that. Yeah, yeah, which is great. And you can see out. Yeah, and it it is. It has to be said. It is slightly weird that it takes you about ten hours to get to the combat tutorial. <laughs> well, you could. I don't know if it takes you ten hours. It probably. Well, it took me. It, it took me a hours. really long time because I was being what, what, quite exploratory. Say? What's like, the combat so, tutorial? It's the shrine at Kakariko. Yeah. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, maybe not 10 hours, actually, to get there. But it was quite a long time. And then it's like, oh, here's how the combat works. And you're like, really? I mean, that, <laughs> that's why I said like, several times on the podcast, where it's like getting to actually getting to Hatano, that's the real end of the tutorial. tutorial, And that's why a lot of people were, were like kind of screwed themselves when they thought that the getting off the plateau was the end of the tutorial. Mm-hmm. Because if you just immediately leave the plateau, you don't get that combat tutorial. Like if you don't follow the main story, at least I, I perhaps I should have mainlined it more than. But I that's have basically done, but then... where it ends, though. That tutorial, right? Like you go to, um, you go to Kakarika because uh, Kakariko, whatever, well, yeah. because because the guy says go between those mountains along that path, and then you yeah. go to the horse place, and they're like, oh, the village is up there, and you meet Hetsu on the way up there, and then you're there, and then there they say you should go to Hetano, so you go, and that's it, right? That's sure. basically that, that's where it ends. I, that's what I'm saying. It's so like, this is that is the real tutorial, and yeah. the people who <laughs> had heard that it was an open world game and saw the obvious barrier at the edge of the great plateau and they were like mm. okay as soon as that goes down now i'm in an open world game and i can just go wherever that's their yeah. mistake so i think i have <laughs> sort of fallen into that trap although i was still heading in the right direction i have been exploring or trying to explore a lot yeah um and i think that's to my detriment because i've clearly been walking into fights and stuff that i can't that i'm not supposed to be dealing with um cool. But sometimes you can run away. Just on the route to where I'm supposed to be going, though. There's there's a a bit of road that's a loop near the first stables I get, or 
just past the stables or something. There's a past the fort, like in the valley on the way to Hatano. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There's a there's like a but actually that's a really hard area because it's filled with moblins and you haven't really fought many of those up to that point. And it's uh, I got really frustrated at that point because biggest criticism here it comes. (laughs) I don't think the combat is that hot. Well, yeah, it's not. Mm. It's like uncomplicated is its main problem. But because of that, it's unnuanced. <laughs> and, um, like it has a lot of stuff going on, I mean, but are... I think it screws you over more than it. I think intends. Like so, in, you know, it has the. Cl- I think the camera is problematic. I think enemies yeah. can attack from all angles, and I a lot of ones you can't see. Um, uh, like the knockdown is fairly fairly generous. So if you get knocked down, like them, you might, it takes you a long time to get up. But you're given, you're given a lot of room uh, while that's happening. Um, uh, unless you roll down a cliff and take a ridiculous amount of roll damage yep. for some reason, that's a thing. Roll damage. <laughs> well, it's like full damage. It's just like it's speed based, I guess. Uh, number of times I died from roll damage while on a mountain. It's just, it's weird, and uh, like um, and the number of things that can one shot you early in the game. Oh yeah, you're it's a you big one one shotable. Yeah, I really don't think that's done that well. Like just like you just walk up and it's like right. I need to. You're right in the way. I need to get through you to where I want to get to. Like I'm gonna have to go into this combat scenario, and it's like, oh no, uh, like I, I've been screwed up by what I hit yeah. coming off screen that insta killed me. It's like great, and then you come across the electric things. Like the electric bats are the probably the worst thing I've come across so <laughs> far because they're like bzz, 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 constantly, and you're shocked and you have no weapons, and it's like, what do I do? I'm dead. It's. Uh, <laughs> like that, I, I, obviously I that, that gets easier. <laughs> sure, um, but I, I just think that has that's mm, some serious problems there. Like, like especially, yeah, shoot with an arrow. But then they just sort of like you're fighting the electric whiz robe. They just sort of spawn, well, and then you don't know that they're there, and then they appear next to you off camera and start zapping you. It's like, well, I'm down. I'm done. Well, that guy's a remember, bastard. I don't remember what I did on that first electric whiz robe because I the first time I saw one. Well, obviously, the first time I just died. <laughs> there's one on the way up to Zora's domain, isn't there? Yeah, Is there that electric? one. Yeah, that's, that's, the first one yeah. I saw. that's the first one I came across. But yeah, yeah. like, I, that's a bastard. the first time I saw it, I just died. The second time I saw it, I just, like, crouched far enough away that I could just shoot it with arrows for a really long time before it actually worked out where I was. Yeah, right. So I did quite a lot of pre fight damage. Well, I'm starting to run out of arrows, though. No, you won't want yeah. to go up the Zora's domain path. Okay. That's yeah. where you harvest the arrows. Okay. Yeah, I, you just keep going back the there to harvest zone. arrows. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I have a problem with the camera where when I dodge oh, no, left and right, um, it, the camera doesn't follow, and then I no, find that's it really, really weird. Hard to, yeah, which it's is like they a, changed how Z target works. Yeah, they changed yeah. how Z target works. The way it does used to. I, yeah, I find it. I don't yeah, know I why. find that problematic. I find it butting up against because the world is. A little bit more freeform, I guess. Like I'm finding it when, especially when there's trees around, that the trees are just obscuring the view and not fading out quite well, or the camera's trying to not be in a tree, therefore screwing up what you can see. Oh, I don't have uh, it that much I, in, the, I, in the general I, gameplay, but, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a real, a real bore, like most of the time. Uh, or it's just not, at the, as you say, because of the non-rotating thing that it's like you're not quite in the right position half the time, and then how it actually. How you actually Z target, I think, is problematic sometimes as well, especially when you're 
fighting something that phases in and out of existence and to retarget it you can't just have the camera facing the right direction you have to push to face the direction as well to z target at that moment but that might not be what you want to do because you're running away from the thing especially right. if it's like the boss like the, or a mini boss like the hinox or where else called hinox hinox yeah i mean i just gave up z targeting hinox is basically and just do it manually right yeah. Just aim up, shoot the eye, stab him a lot. <laughs> stab uh, him procedure. And the Hinox is also the one time where I think the actual hit zones of the attacks are way off. Like the punch, just the simple punch move he does, you can be like a good several meters either side of that fist and it will hit you. Well, that's like shockwave though. It, and that's what e- not not even. Like you could be like in the air or like... Yeah, I don't just... think that being in the air actually works. I had that problem with the later Lionels where they do their ground pound move and I just I think being in the air doesn't actually count. No, it definitely doesn't. It definitely doesn't. But <laughs> that, that, What that, you logically think it would. That fist move for sure, like that can miss you by a mile and you'll still get hit. And it's like that really bothered me. It's like, come on, that's an easy one, guys. <laughs> sort that out. But then, you know, the first time I found that, st- found a stone talus, like, you know, the first time I discovered that, and it's just like, oh, here's something I haven't seen before. Oh, oh no, oh, this is a thing that's just in the, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's do this fight. That was cool. <laughs> and it was a hard fight, but like, that didn't feel like a bad fight. And it's got, you know, the interesting mechanic to it. I want more of that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, that is that is by far and away my biggest gripe. It's like because it's really generous with the saves, at least, which is nice. And I've only had yeah. one occasion where it's actually auto saved miles or after after doing a lot of stuff, and for some reason didn't save for ages. Uh, and that was again during that loopy bit, mm. like it just didn't save in that area itself. So when things did go bad, it's like it's like oh, I've got to do all of that again. <laughs> or not, depending on whether there was anything worth giving. Well, it's because there's a Koroxy challenge okay. around there that I was doing. So you need to clear the enemies out of the way. Yeah. Or you just attract them whilst doing the loop. I don't know if I've actually... Obviously, it's hard, and I have like the, the I have some fairies, or whatever, and a Mifa's, and the Mifa's Grace thing from the Zora Domain. Mm. But I don't think I've, quote-unquote, died since I fell in the river at the start of the game. Oh, I've died loads. I'm dying all the time. Like, that beach fight we mentioned earlier, that was one of those ones where it's like, I'm right. not... Oh, I might have died there. Because I'd done that before I had armor. Yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't do that. I went down there, died once, and I was like, yeah, that, I'm just going to come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This side quest is not time critical. I, I, d- I did it by cheesing it with, like, a million bombs for ages <laughs> at the start of the game, which was... Oh, you know, I, I still try and do that, but the, yeah, yeah. they get less and less effective, don't they? And it's... Yeah. It took ages, but I did it. I haven't leveled up my bombs yet, so maybe that becomes more effective. But... Well, it helps. Yeah. Yeah. Those starting bombs are so incredibly weak. Mm. But then even when I was get got into the modest test of strength, again, I stumbled upon that before any major combat trials or I'd been taught anything, so I was still figuring it out. And just trying to get the parry timing down was impossible. No, the parry's way more difficult than the dodge. Well, I can't even get the dodge timing down. Like very few enemies have decent tells. Or at least the tells are so fast well, yeah. that you don't actually have the time to react but to them. But my, my tactic with those guys is just hit them once and then dodge around so that you're 180 degrees the other side of them while they're doing their ridiculous attacks and hit them hit them again. They don't yeah, seem to... Like, it would work. I don't just... Yeah, I guess. But I don't just mean that just for the, the those test of strength like, right. 
Oh yeah, and like things. It's just like all enemies. Yeah, I think like the tells on regular moblins. Yeah, moblins. I lot of the time I found it where I was just. I mean, when I could actually use a shield, I was just sitting there waiting for the one attack that I knew had a longer tail. Like I'm just absorbing, or I'm just like constantly backflipping, waiting to, until I see the start of the animation that it's easy to time. Mm. So I'm just trying to stay out of range of all the rest of the attacks. I'm not trying <laughs> to activate it. But yeah, the dodge timing is like on certain attacks and certain enemies, it gets ridiculously easy. And once you know which ones those are, it's like it's exploitable. <laughs> yeah, I just haven't had that. I don't know. I think I've found where it's like, all right, I'll just wait for him to do. When I've tried to do the waiting game, wait for it to do its thing, and then go and then get it right, it's like probably only fifty percent effective. I don't know. It just it hasn't felt tight enough. Mm. It's not like don't trying to do the bayonetta witch time dodge, which well, is like, it's like that was as tight as anything. It's like okay, no, no, I know exactly when I need to do this. Um, I just haven't had that feeling thus far. But you know, even even just spending a couple of minutes with you earlier watching me saying, "Oh yeah, the spear trick—that that's super useful." Why did I not think of that? What, well, that? because there's no reason for you. Well, to the stu- think the stu- just stun locking with the spear, like hit it, hit it a little bit, but don't get into the combat, the, the combo. Because like, if you get the full combo and you ragdoll the enemy, then that's inconvenient because they go flying away, and then you have to wait, go get run up to them or whatever. But not all the all, not all the weapons stun lock things, so it's like or have a stun effect. So it's like, oh, that that's actually a really effective one. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just use the spear sound. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of thing where it's just like you. Le- I guess you are still in the learning phase where you haven't fought different enemies enough frequently enough to know yeah. where the attacks that are easy to deal with or which what what like which enemies wielding which weapons mm. are easier or harder and should you engage this guy, should you shoot him with an arrow, should you just stun stun him with an electro rod or something. Yeah, I guess that's the kind of thing you only learn. I mean, I wasted doing a, it a lot. I wasted a fire rod because the balls didn't bounce high enough to get this guy that was on a tiny level. Yeah, the fireballs kind but, of suck. Yeah. The fire rod is easily the worst. Right. Okay. Electric and ice rods. Uh, I've had, the the electro has been fun because I've been using. I was using that around the swamp. It's like <laughs> yeah, huge death. Yeah, and you just steal their weapon, of course. If you've got infinite space, shock them and then pick it up. <laughs> yeah. So overall, I'm I'm pretty into it, but it's not without things I dislike, mm-hmm. and it can be the, the that combat stuff can be just so frustrating especially again i think a lot of it is because maybe i've done it when i perhaps should have just been mainlining the start of the game sure but it's mm. it's not it's not that kind of game i want to go everywhere i want to explore like even going back to kakariko it's been like well i'll do this up high because it was raining when i yeah was approaching kakariko <laughs> before so i couldn't go up high so mm. it's like i can do this now what's the mm. i think i'm in your camp dan i think where you talked about the rain before Legend of like, rain oh. Oh, inconvenient times. Not that so, it, No, it's really bad. <laughs> it's like it's the only thing that's just a straight up negative event. That you the whole just time. you just have to wait it out, and that, yeah. that's that's not really in the spirit of the rest of the game. I mean, like I say, if raining, you just have to learn the timing, and you can't go as far, but you can still go up. Sure, you have to be jumping. Yes, yeah, so you have to time that jump. Wait, mm. wait four seconds between pressing jump. You jump. One, two, three, four. Oh, but jump. sometimes you jump and you land and you immediately slide. Well, you do, you do every time, but oh, okay. you always go. You don't. You can always make ground if you time it so that just before you slide again, you do the next jump. Sure, 
But every time it's been like that, it's been annoying. It's been like, oh, that's a really big cliff. <laughs> you don't have to climb big cliffs. And I, I remember I have had plenty of, like ignoring the rain stuff, I've had plenty of moments where I've been a dumbass and I've tried using the wrong power to get the job done. So I found a wooden chest in the water, but it was quite a long way below. <laughs> okay. Let's and see where this might be going. And so the obvious answer should be to use cryonis or whatever it is to lift yep. it out of the water. And that, that just didn't occur to me. This like I well, cryonis is the one that I always forgot. Yeah, I always so you just don't cryonis. really use it that much. The thing is that I knew I'd done this. I'd used cryonis to do this in the past, and I just sort of forgot about it, as you said. And like so I was using magnesis because there was a metal crate around to and try and drag the other crate. Because the crate was sort of under a, a lead a sort of bridge that I was on. Right. You probably you could probably figure out where I was. Yeah. But, uh, and like so I was like mashing the crate, just mashing this metal thing against the crate to push it out into the open. And then like I could sort of move it further and further downstream so I could actually make it so because the platform I was on was on a bit of a slant so I could actually put my magnesis low enough to get under it and lift it up and every time I got under it and lifted it up the crate would tilt and so the crate would just fall off yeah it's like ah and eventually I then accidentally fell in and drowned (laughs) (laughs) it's like which reset the whole thing so I was like ah Um, and then in the end like because I I found that boat with a leaf on it and just went over there I went over there I still didn't think of Cryonis at this point. And so what ended up happening is I wedged the crate into the corner where it sort of just sort of popped up a bit. And on off the edge of the boat, I could just go, open. Sweet. I didn't do that properly at all. And in the end, it just gave me like an arrow or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> five bomb arrows or something. It was really not worth the effort, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I love that you can do that. The fact that you can cheese things is so good. Yeah, and cheese it in a way that doesn't seem totally bonkers. Yeah. As well. It's not like it fizzed out and flew into the sky. No. no. And then just landed next to me conveniently. <laughs> yeah, so I'm having, I'm having a really good time. It's and, a great and like, game. And like I said, I, just, I, 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 I wish the annoyances weren't there. I think Zelda Combat has been better, and perhaps this feels like it should have been better in that respect. I, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, Zelda but, but Combat. The world is amazing. Yeah, I, I think the world, the combat the could combat definitely be a lot better. Um, mm. But um, I don't think necessarily going back to older Zeldas it would would be good either. And I, I, just in terms of any mechanics, really. I don't know. I I, I, I really liked like Twilight. Twilight Princess was what I was going to go to. Is like yeah. I think that has probably one of the strongest combat mechanics in the whole I mean, series. It, it it's like that, have, that always like, felt good. It does have kind of slightly you know, where it's just like you learn a thing that you can only do in one specific instance. Sure. And it's only for that purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was very much like this enemy has to be defeated this way. Yeah. And you learnt that and then it was do it. But there was but it kind of worked, right? It felt It's just that in even even when you've got a crowd of enemies, it's like I don't know, I felt those games dealt with that better. Yeah, I guess. Um, it's just that in Breath of the Wild there's no there's, there's, you it's wild. Really, well, you don't, you don't really unlock new combat abilities. Like you don't unlock new abilities in general. Right. Yeah. It's like you have everything from the start, so there's not yeah. really yeah. any opportunities to do anything new. Because I really liked that about Twilight Princess. How for like for the, the well, pretty much the entire game, you're constantly finding that skeletal dude. Yeah. And he's telling you a new trick, and it's like, oh, cool, cool. Now I can do that against that thing, and that solves the problem with that. And it's like, and I know that's not that that that's not this game, but 
that was one of the cooler elements of those games. Like you're still uh, gaining abilities, but that's yeah. I, I know not to expect that from this. Also, I think maybe the other thing that Breath of the Wild could have done to help itself without doing anything like extremely new would be to make the charge attacks actually useful. Right, yeah. I mean, I've used the spear one a few times. Sure. That, if that you just want to do a lot of damage real quick. Yeah. To but the trouble with that is that even that attack causes them to ragdoll and fly away halfway through a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, that sucks. But the, like, the charge attacks just take so long to initiate like the actual charge and yeah. you have to like be in a position to not get hit <laughs> mm. which isn't very frequent uh, I mean the great sword spinny attack is more useful because you can initiate that away from the enemy and spin towards them <laughs> per- yeah perhaps I should be using that one more I haven't really used anything other than the spear charge because I'm not sure I ever have enough time to charge yeah exactly and it's, it's yeah. like you could sort of do it when a guardian is with the mini guardians are powering up their laser at the end of the yeah. Test the strength. Oh boy, yeah, that that would be really annoying because it doesn't just fire once; it just keeps sort of firing. Yeah, it fires like four times. Like, yeah. Oh god, I like I can't just hide behind this giant pillar. It's like ah. Yeah, you just have to sprint run. in a arc. <laughs> yeah. Run in a direction. Yeah. Or you know you could try and learn to parry it, but you know that's well difficult. Or just have a shield. Parry the I laser. Mean, I guess you can just shield those lasers. Yeah, I mean, I've got a guardian shield now. Well, no, I, think get you can, one, I think you can just shield the small lasers with a regular shield, and it only does some damage, but does like knock you over. The small lasers, not, not the big ones right at the end. You mean like it's like blowing everything up? Oh, yeah, the big lasers. Yeah. Okay, but, but I think those small guardian lasers will just be. Oh, you know, they, they do. They do get stopped. Yeah, but they do massive damage to your shield. Yeah, um, so obviously you don't have very good shields at the start of the game, so that kind of yeah. negates itself. I mean, I'm kind of hoping the durability thing gets better because it is mostly it is it is a bit more frequent than i was expecting it gets a lot you better just, when you update it when you you know have a bigger inventory well, and, you, and, just and you know how to get weapons to the higher level weapons. yeah everything yeah. just seems like through the the, 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 that was the first night thing when I'd you're seen. getting the actual metallic weapons <laughs> that's yeah. where you're starting to see actual durability mm. Yeah, it's it's a little more frequent than I was expecting, and it does occasionally catch you out. But I like the fact that that like the last hit is always a sort of a crit of some kind, and almost always causes a ragdoll. So it's like, oh, I've got a breathing space to actually sort this out. Um, that's well thought through. Um, I wish the bow was a little more effective than it is right now. It doesn't quite seem to do enough damage. Well, um, I mean, it's much less of like a a part of normal combat than it was in previous Zelda's. Yeah. It's an initiator, but I wish... But it's, it never seems quite powerful enough to do the stealth thing, right? It's like, oh, I need to take out that goblin yeah, that's, yeah. that's there. And it's like, and you land the headshot, and it's like, oh, that's not done enough damage. Well, well I'm in trouble now. <laughs> I mean, that's just a matter of getting better bows again, I guess. Yeah, but it's like, the, the pacing seems off, right? That Me getting the better bows seems... The, the enemy levels seem to be increasing faster than I'm getting better stuff at the moment. Hmm. Only the confidence, though. I mean, you're still. I mean, well, actually, no. It started that way. My, it feels like I caught up now. Right. Like so, like the balance seems to have been met. But like I was like again, probably because I was spent too long exploring. Hmm. Like the ranks of stuff felt. Um... Also, I, I did try and cook during a blood moon. That <laughs> happened, and I'm not quite sure what it does because <laughs> I heard that was a thing. Um, makes it give you more health usually, doesn't it? Does it just make everything slightly better? Because I, I, I think I got some stuff that had like a crazy long timer, 
Well, the thing is, you can I'm, just I'm get bad. critical cooking, basically. It's, oh, it's random that's a, anyway. That's a thing. Oh, okay. So you can have critical success on any dish. Like I like when you're combining two hearty durians to make a plus eight yellow hearts. You can crit that and get a plus nine. <laughs> okay. Nice. I've only just started discovering hearty things. Yeah, so that's what you want. That'll solve yeah. all your health problems. <laughs> yeah, because I've, I've like been able to upgrade three times now, and I put the first one into stamina because that was like that was bothering the stamina. The, the initial stamina was bothering me at the start. Definitely, I'm not really it's dying. All, just get a it's bit all about stamina. <laughs> uh, but then the last two times, I've got hearts because of the one hit stuff. Yeah, yeah. You need a certain amount of hearts, and then you at a point you just flip back the stamina again. Yeah, and it's pretty even at the, the start. Food yeah. Stuff. That obviously helps. Yeah, I actually did fill my food inventory as well, which is problematic. I've got way too much cold stuff because I thought I was going to need more of it. <laughs> yeah, I never filled the food inventory. I never really cooked that much. Apart, you know, I kept a reserve of the things that I need, and then I was just like, I can sell all this other crap. <laughs> Seems to me the main thing I want is mighty stuff, but I don't know yep. what to get. That is indeed. I can't. Well, I've been I haven't. But the tough stuff. I haven't yeah, got you, anything you to... tend to start with the tough stuff, because obviously you have low hearts and crap defense at the start of the game, yeah. so the tough potions and tough food is really helpful. I mean, the thing that's helped me the most thus far has been getting that, that armor set that I've got right now. Well, not the set, but, you know, just... Part the, of it. Yeah, just the, the proper... Actual armor. Yeah, the armor armor. What, what yeah. did you buy from the, uh, from the village? Royal Guards armor. Something like oh, that. Right. It's, made of, it's made of metal. Whatever. I didn't buy any of that. Yeah, I didn't, bu- yeah. I didn't buy that. Oh, that's on sale in Hatano, right? Yeah, because yeah. that, that yeah. boosted me from a three to a seven, I think yeah. it is. And I was like, that's well, I'm dying high. all the time, so I need more armor. Well, it's because, yeah. like, basically, the 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 sets that are actual armor start at seven, and everything else starts at three. And right. then once you get the upgrading armor, then they go up proportionally. So armor armor is always higher armor than. Oh yeah, yeah. So no, I, yeah, I found, I found that. Level. I found that too. So mm. I found enhanced clothing, enhanced. Yeah. But these, this is a really strange world, isn't it? Where people's powers are: I can enhance clothing, and I can. I, I have inventory space management skills. Oh, I mean, it's, not like <laughs> it's we, magic. Yeah, but, but but shit, magic. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's pretty compared useful to what, compared <laughs> to what the great fairies did before. They've actually got better, almost. Like, what did they do in Ocarina? I can't even remember. There was Magic Bar, wasn't it? Oh, oh right. yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, man. <laughs> now it's slightly, it's like more specific. They're basically crafters, only magical crafters. Kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they craft with the power of maracas. They just take a bunch of, they just take a big pile of random assorted crap and somehow turn it into clothes. <laughs> in, into nice clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Mm-mm. I know we've like this is like for f- third or fourth episode in a row where we've spent like a good half of the Zelda well, talking about Zelda, but yeah. boy, you're in for a lot more of it. Yep. Yeah, we'll have to carry on. I don't next think time, I'm going to be think. playing much else for a long time. It's freaking great. Well, or we're going to get ready for the switch back anyway. For the great, yeah, or... my predicted great game of the year three way, or game of the game of the I don't know decade three way between mm. Zelda and Mario and Red Dead. <laughs> Maybe, maybe uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I am a little bit worried that maybe I will fall off this just because of its size. Mm. It is so enormous. You don't have to do um, anything. No, true. It's the important thing but, to remember. Yeah. Go to the end when you're ready to go to the end. 
which not necessarily means that you need to be 100% ready. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm at like 55 hours according to the thing, so I think about halfway. <laughs> oh, where, where is the thing? Where is the actual hour? Oh, I ha- your profile page, and then there's a list there that tells you recent stuff you've been playing, and then that tells you how... Oh, uh, right, like in the I, Switch, man. Yeah, in the Switch. So page, I yeah. couldn't actually find that out until I'd made a Nintendo account and logged into it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so maybe I can't do it, because no, yeah. I haven't attached my account. Because <laughs> you don't want to attach your account to my Switch, yeah. for obvious reasons. Yeah. I really hope Nintendo put the save game transfer thing in, because <laughs> there's no way to do that right now, is there? It's on the device, and that's it. Well, I don't know. You might be able to put it onto like the memory card. Possibly. You can't. I yeah. looked it up. I did. I did some research. I was like, "Is this possible?" And you can save transfers through amiibos in some situations. I guess in some cases, yeah. yeah. But... Probably not but yeah, Zelda. Not... That's got to be a lot of data, hasn't it? Oh, maybe. I not. don't know if it does have to be that much data. Well, mm, it kind of ke- keeps part of the state of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's it doesn't why... remember everything. Like everything that's on the floor, for instance, doesn't get saved. And no. like, I'm, I'm, I, I think like some collectibles in the world reset um, on a full load. Um, like you know which apples you've picked. Mm, yeah, I mean it's basically only saving stuff like the Corrix seeds. Yeah. And chess, I suppose. Yeah. And exactly where you are. And... Well, not exactly where you are. It, yeah, I've had it, I've had it put me like a few meters to one side of where I respawned. Yeah, like oh, I was, I was standing on this wall. Why am I not standing on this wall then? But it's pretty good. And also the sleep mode on this. Hey, kudos Nintendo for making an OS that is at the moment lightning fast. <laughs> I guess it's when you've only got two icons on the home screen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it will get worse. More. And also, you know, it's a scrolling list by the looks of it. Yeah. That might kind of suck once you've got more than four things. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Because, yeah, things stay in the list if you've bought them, like, but not installed. Yeah. They'll stay there, and the, the option will be to install them. Yeah, I, I, I'm hungry. Let's get Pete. <laughs> okay. Fair. Okay. okay. This podcast. This we'll come this come back to Zelda next time. Thanks for joining us. Listeners, um, oh, I suppose depending if Zach will let me take the switch on the road, I'm traveling again, so like, <laughs> you're allowed to take it, okay? Good, so yeah, you'll have a full like travel report as well. Just put it oh, in something yeah. soft, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I might, I might take it in the box because I don't actually have an actual case or anything, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll either bubble wrap it as you, as you frequently do, or like, oh, or I might just put it in the box because you know, I'll have the car, sure, just don't leave the box anywhere visible. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get your car broken into <laughs> Yeah. Because people want a Switch. They're plentiful. <laughs> well, now, yeah. Yeah, you can get hold of a Switch now. Cool. Oh, but then, do I get a Switch? You probably I should will in now, the end anyway. getting a Switch now is a terrible idea. <laughs> well, now, yes. <laughs> Death will come if we don't eat soon. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sums up this point okay so we've got to stave off death so we're <laughs> off uh, we'll catch you uh, next time uh yeah goodbye <laughs> <laughs> we <can help. laughs>